Hey guys, it is an early Burt cast. Right now it's Sunday night. Uh, I'm releasing this Monday instead of Wednesday because I am heading out to Philadelphia. Oh my God, I've had a couple glasses of wine and I worked out real hard. Did the workout from my best of podcasts that I released yesterday. Or today for me, but for you it's tomorrow. Yesterday. Anyway. Uh, I, re- I released a podcast yesterday because I wanted it on my phone. If you haven't listened to it, check it out. It's the best of Burtcast. It's really funny. The whole podcast is hilarious. The reason I released it is because I wanted the Chris Ty Walker workout at the end so I could do it on the road. I'm heading off to uh, Philadelphia Wednesday night. I'll be there Thursday morning. I'll do Preston and Steve. I will drink a Preston and Steve from 8 until 10. Then we will head directly to the club and do a call and sick to work show at Helium Comedy Club. It is a noon show. Why are we doing it then? Porque Cinco de Mayo. And we have new machine shirts. Not new machine shirts. Well, they're calling sick to work shirts. La Maquina. You have not seen them? Oh, that might be racist. So, uh, that is... That's my week. And then I got a great Mother's Day plan for my wife. My wife. My wife. Yes. Um... Do you want to talk about how gangster your Mother's Day is going to be? It's going to be pretty uh, off the hook. I'm pretty excited. Off the hook? What is this, 1999? Well, I am 45. Okay. So I am beyond hip. Um, is there anything you want to talk about today? Because I know that they're in our refrigerator, and I know they're fantastic. They are so And they've been so staring good. me down, and I'm trying to be on a, on, a, on, a, on a diet. Well, you're stronger than I am, so I keep eating them. Yeah. It's Sherry's Berries. Sherry's Berries, freshly dipped strawberries. And you know, you can buy them at uh, sherrysberries.com. And, or actually, it's just berries.com, I think. Is it? Yeah, it's berries. You can go to berries.com. Could I get them right now and get them for you on Mother's Day? Yes, you could. And they, you can get them at nineteen ninety nine plus shipping, or you can double the berries for just $10 more. I've said this before. I'll say it again. And I think we did this on Valentine's Day. But... Uh, I would get them and then get them for your mom too. I'm going to do that. I'm going to get you one and get one for my mom and then I'm done and I save 10 bucks and I know it's taken care of. That's the beautiful thing. It is. And you know that that your mom and I will love them. They're so good. My mom will love them. So this uh, $19.99 plus shipping or double the berries for $10 more is an exclusive offer for the Burt Cast listeners. So just go to berries.com, click on the microphone in the top right corner and type in your code, Bert's code, which is BC. 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 Oh, did you see the hear the read I did last week? No. Oh my God, might be the best read I've ever done for. Uh, I've never. I very. I very. I have a hard time reading out loud, so I'll have Leanne do it because I know that all the copy will be getting taken care of. But uh, I asked Mans of his. I'll I'll play it for you. Anyway, wait. Um, you talked to Mans about it? Yeah, because we were in the we were in Orlando. We were at the Universal's uh, in the in the room and they were partying in the other room and I was in the room trying to do a read. Anyway, I tried to read this. Like what was the, what's the, tell me what else is going on, Leanne? No, no, no. I just wanted you. No, no. Tell me what you're talking about. No, go ahead. Did you have a hard time reading what I'm about to read? Yes. Is that what you were going to say? Yes. And the fact that man's his mom's dead. Oh no. Yeah. And I was like, what are you getting your mom for mother's day? And he was like, she's been dead 15 years. And I was like, fuck. And I remember as soon as he said that, I went, that's right. Only his dad's alive, and then I couldn't stop laughing. Well, she might like Sherry's berries anyway. 
<laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> okay, here's the only way to get this amazing deal. Freshly dipped strawberries starting at $19.99 or double the berries for just $10 more. This is an exclusive offer for Bert's listeners only when you use his code BC. So vis- visit berries.com. B-E-R-R-I-E-S dot com. Click on the microphone in the top right corner and type in B-C. So go to berries.com, click the microphone, enter code B-C. This is a limited time offer and Mother's Day is next week. It's actually this coming weekend. So make sure you order right now. It's this weekend. Yeah. Yep. It's this weekend and I got a great day for you planned. Yes. And Sherry's Berries are in the mix. Yes. And for my mom as well. Uh, Today's guest is a mother. Do you want to chime in on this? Because you did at least one hour of the interview. It wasn't a whole hour, was it? You were there on for like 45 minutes. At the end. At the end. Yeah. Uh, I'm the closer. (laughs) (laughs) I've known this woman for a long time. I say woman. Uh, She's a woman. Yeah, she is a woman. I I feel weird saying that. Why? Because when I met her, we were both young. We both had dreams in our eyes and we're both like hustlers. The best part about this whole interview, there's one part that I laugh fucking hysterically at. I love her so much because she's a comic, so you can say whatever the fuck you want around her, and she just rolls with the punches the way I would. And and I say, I don't mean that in like a, but like, she just gets it. I, I really love hanging out with her. She is a ball buster. She is fucking hilarious. And I got to be dead honest with you, the last hour of this podcast might be the best hour of podcasting I've ever done. Oh, I don't know about that. Uh, I would just say in the last hour... uh. We talk very heartfelt about our children, about disciplining our children. We have a heartfelt moment where she cries. Uh, that's right. And uh, and then Leanne comes in and they talk about their mothers and what it's like to be a mother. And it's fucking amazing. It was really great. I was sitting by listening and then Isla sneezed on me. And I hope to God you hear that because I fucking lost her my mind. This is a six minute intro, everybody. And it doesn't need to be. Here's the most important part about this woman. Not only is she a comic, she's got an hour special. It's, I think it's airing – no, I know it's airing on Amazon.com. You're going to get all the details in this podcast. It's airing on Amazon.com right now. iTunes. It'll, on iTunes right now. Uh, she is hilarious. You will enjoy this. This is something that you got to check out because the most important thing about this is she did this, I think, like eight months pregnant. Seven months pregnant. Seven months pregnant. The name of the special is called You Did This To Me. She is absolutely hilarious. And spoiler alert – uh, there's something to watch for in her special that she'll bring up on this podcast that makes it so much more fucking interesting. She peed in her pants. Oh my God, that's I right. I know, yeah. So uh, today's guest, get her special on Amazon.com, uh, on iTunes. Her name is Kira Soltanovich. How do I spell that, Leanne? S-O-L-T-A-N-O-V-I-C-H. Exactly like it sounds. Exactly like it sounds. And she is Russian, and we do talk about Russia. Uh, and that's today's podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, Kira Sultanovich. This is Yeah. Uh, well, no, the girls pr- planted a bunch of butterfly uh, bushes. My. It smells really good. What's that? It smells really. Is there like a. Uh, it's jasmine, maybe? That's recording. That's recording. Perfect. Um.
Yeah, well, the girls, the girls planted something in the backyard to attract butterflies, I guess. I have no idea. Do the chickens ever come in here? Oh, yeah. The chi- well, so the chickens were raised in here. <laughs> what? Um, the girls raised the chickens in here when I was on the road. They just basically turned it into a, a chicken coop. And uh, and then because of that, the, oh, my God, my neck. Because of that, the chickens feel immediately like this is their home. So the second the door opens, they just walk right in. You're talking that? Oh yeah, check, 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 check. Yeah. Um, so and they're uh, eating an orange that fell off of the tree. The only good thing is, so Leanne feeds the chickens berries, and <laughs> so the, their eggs are fucking ridiculous. My my friend Mike Beatrice lives in the valley. Yeah. He and his wife have chickens. It's well, they have a chicken coop. I got to give it to Rogan. He's the one that introduced us to the possibility because we went out to his house, the girls and Leanne and me. And uh, it was a, was a right when he got the chickens, I guess. And Leanne was overwhelmed by the possibility of having chickens. She was like, "Hold on!" And there, and then Miss Rogan, Mrs. Rogan, and Mrs. Kreischer sat down, and Leanne uh, framed out her coop and purchased the chickens. They showed up via mail. <laughs> I want to say yeah. no, they didn't. Sw- oh, maybe no. No, I want to say they showed up via mail, or maybe they she went and got them. I don't remember. I wasn't here. I was out of town, and so, but. I gotta be honest with you, it's one of the coolest things we've done. The girls go out, wake up every morning, and go out and get eggs, and you get, I mean, literally farm fresh eggs, theoretically. And I saw them, and I love the way they're like purple and pink they're and different, yellow. They're Easter eggs, and they're, and they're, and they're, they, like today, it was a little creepy. I cracked it, I was making eggs. I eat eggs like crazy now. Yeah. I eat like five eggs a morning. Yeah. Oh, and, you got to. Uh, and this, just stepping on eggs. The scrambled eggs are so good. They're scrambled eggs with these eggs because the yolks are thick. I mean, just thick and orange and, I mean, so rich. That scrambled eggs, a little runny with some, it's like, sharp white cheddar cheese on it. You're literally, like, it's too good for breakfast. That, that was like food porn there for a second. Oh. So, let me get this straight. They, okay, they are all egg-laying hens. Yes. You don't need a rooster. So if you have a rooster, then it impregnates. That it the impregnates them, and the and the egg and is the fertilized. Alive. Okay, so these are just. I know this is so gross to say, but they just ovulate. They just yeah. They that, no, ovulate I said the same these thing. Eggs. Yep. <laughs> we are eating what we are eating. They're yeah. shedded eggs, right? I guess. Yes. So they just ovulate these eggs. Uh, they're all chicks, right? Obviously. Yeah. And do the, this is such a weird question? We're but all like, hens. are the, all hens? hens yeah, yeah. I, think, I, think. I said chicks like they were women. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Female yeah. women. They're all female. Yeah, they're yeah. All, they're, they're all, all females. <laughs> <laughs> they're all broads. <laughs> and uh, are they like? I'm just. This is fascinating to me. Are they? Uh, they're on a, like some sort of menstrual cycle. Like, yeah, technically, but so it's they, a very they, quick they don't cycle. Lay every day. They Do lay. They? they lay. Or does a uh, chicken lay every hens? I want to say they lay like three times a week. Oh, so they're different than humans, right? So they, I want to say they lay three times a week, and then because like we, they just laid last night, and they laid five eggs. One of them's producing, one of them is producing either two eggs a time at a time. It's the white one. That's George's one. Yeah, is producing two eggs or produces eggs with two yolks in it. Oh, that's why you asked earlier if there were. Like Any double yolks. The double yolks are fucking incredible. And so do they poop everywhere? Like, what's yeah, the they, downside? Yeah, that's the problem. That's the I, I made this joke like three or four times, and it's never got the laugh I I felt it deserved. On stage or in the podcast? Uh, just about everywhere. 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 
Uh, despite rumors to the contrary, chicken shit is not afraid of anything. <laughs> Chicken shit, it will go anywhere. anywhere like it's- chicken shit is, I mean, you'll see it in our backyard. And the pro- the biggest problem is Priscilla, our dog, just eats it. Yeah, she's like, well, tastes hey, good to me. Circle of life. You, right? You'll catch her in the in the chicken coop and just eating is all the chicken shit. And you're like, that can't be good. And then and she's I, like, oh, this is a double yolk one. And then she gets in bed with us, and she <laughs> you just, smells like oh chicken my shit. God. Oh, you let that enormous dog. In bed with you. I uh, I made That's them. like bigger than another human. She's bigger than another human. She's as big as Leanne, theoretically. Oh she weighs God. the same as Leanne. <laughs> like, oh actually, Leanne God. weighs less than Priscilla right now. My eight-month-old baby sleeps in the middle of Mike and I, oh. and I can't handle that. Oh, yeah. Wait. I can't because I'm like, oh, there's another person here, so I can't fully ever really extend my body, and I wait, can't. Wait, 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 wait. Now, did you, hang on. When you had yeah. the first one, yeah. did the first one sleep with you guys, too? Yeah, so we only sleep, let our babies sleep with us when they're being douches. Oh, my God. Like when they just will not fall asleep, when they don't want to be in the crib, yep. when they're just like, I'm going to be up at one o'clock in the morning and just be the biggest douchebag. And then we're like, all right, all right, all right. Like, And oh. Mike and I will look at each other and be like, all right, just put the, put, the, put the baby in the bed with us. Oh, Leanne was a Nazi about that. Not allowing that. A Nazi. What do you mean? Well, I don't know. Nazi is not the right... I mean, I guess Nazi just means strict. Is yeah, that- I guess that's one way to look at Nazis. <laughs> wow, you guys are real strict. <laughs> you guys are real Nazis about the Jews. About the Jews. <laughs> um, we're being really strict with Jews, guys. Yeah, we're really strict with the Jews. I mean, what kind of curfew did they miss that they deserved <laughs> what she they was, got? No, she was the Nazi with the kids. You'd put them on a train. <laughs> like, Look, you miss your curfew. You go to a gas chamber. Do you understand yeah. me? All she, right. If the kids wouldn't go to bed quickly, she'd just draw a swastika on their door and write "Das Juden." The no, she was just very strict with. I'm promise you, last night was a Isla broke her arm. You got to see the cast later. Oh. It is from her shoulder down to her like to her fingers, and it is at a right angle. angle. Oh and they gosh. and because the break was so bad, they need her to sleep with it upright. And so last night, Liam was like. All right, Isla, you can sleep in bed with me. And we were like, what? But it took a broken arm and a fucking full arm cast because that's the way Leanne is. You do not sleep in bed with the parents. Like, really? Sh- never. Oh, we've had all four of us in the bed together. Uh, <laughs> if, it, like, because I'll green light it in a heartbeat. Like, when Leanne goes out in girls' night, if, if either of them are having a hard time, I go, just get in bed with me. Let's just both pass out. I'm not going to stay up and fucking walk you back to the bed. Like, just both. Yeah. And so. There's been times where Leanna's come in, both the girls are in bed with me, I'm in the middle, sound asleep, both girls are out, and Leanna will sleep on the couch. She's like, I am not getting in that fucking bed. What is it? What do you think it is? Uh, I mean, I could- Like a space thing, or mm, like it's uh, boundaries, or- I think she- I think Leanne had two children that were very similar to me, with anxiety and separation anxiety, Yeah, and Leanne was like, I think she- surmised that uh that how unhealthy my brain is (laughs) and she didn't want that to happen to our kids yeah i'll be real honest i definitely slept in bed with my parents until after 10 years old like well after 10 years old like i don't know when i stopped but i know that we bought a new house when i was 10 and we built a new house and i remember 
I definitely slept in bed with him. I remember being in that bed, and I remember pulling my mattress into the floor of their bedroom and sleeping on the floor of their bedroom. And I, because I had, I didn't really start. I'm being dead serious. I probably didn't really start sleeping in my room by myself, like walk into my bedroom, lay in bed, and go good night, everyone. And t- I want to say seventh, eighth grade. Like I, like I, really? I mean, like I had. I still to this day have horrible separation anxiety but issues. But you're on the road all the time. So and how does that even work for you? A vodka soda. Really? Yeah, and I think, look, they're there immediately... Are the chickens slowly creeping in. I love their leg warmers. That's, they look that's like they're wearing Ugg, Ugg boots. That's the white one. That's what I say. No, you know, that's never gotten the laugh that I thought it deserved either. Oh, really? Yes. they look like Uggs. I go, oh, I like these Uggs, Georgia. It's like, that is feathers. <laughs> I think they totally look like Uggs. Look like Uggs. Look, they just sit there. Maybe that's why I don't mind being on the road. And maybe that's why I'm totally fine with the isolation that you encounter as a comic. Because I was super independent and my parents didn't let me sleep in bed with them. One night, we had an earthquake. I grew up in San Francisco. So an earthquake to us was like a windy day. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like, oh, the wind's kicking up today. Oh, the, yeah. the ground's shaking. It was no big deal. We were so just used to it. So the earthquake uh, in the middle of the night one day in the middle of seventh grade knocked one of my posters off the wall, and it was right above my bed. Yeah. And it, like, shattered. So I, you know, roll out of bed, and I go to my parents' room. It's, like, middle of the night. I'm so groggy. I don't know what happened. And I go, mom. She's like, what do you want? Like immediately just pissed. Yeah. You know, just Russians. They don't, they, there's no whispering. You know what I mean? There's no like ease into a conversation. Yeah. The poster fell in my room and it's everywhere. I, can I sleep with you guys? They made me sleep perpendicular to their feet at the foot of the bed. Really? Like not they just wouldn't even let me sleep between them or next to them. Really? Perpendicular like a dog. At the foot of their the bed. Foot like, of a their bed. Like, a like a dog. Literally like a dog. Like a dog. But wait, did your parents like I'm assuming this is probably horrifically stereotypical, but I'm assuming your parents grew up in Russia in yeah. in bed with like four brothers and sisters. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I mean I went to our apartment in Lvov, Ukraine, yeah. which I know you've been. Yeah. I went to our apartment that we lived in, four people, my brother, myself, my parents, and it was, here we are here in your man cave, I would say the same size, except for, there was like a little side kitchen also. Really? Same size, yeah. yeah. So everyone was on top of each other. That's fucking insane. Now, granted, some people in Manhattan live like that too. Yeah. So um, it's not, you know, too crazy, but people... You know, in the Soviet Union, that was just the norm. People in Manhattan could move to Poughkeepsie. You know what I mean? Like yeah. there are other options, but in Russia, that was it. Like it was communist Russia. That was that's what communism means. Everyone gets the same thing. I remember going. I remember going over to people's houses and like mom, grandma, father, brother, cousin, yeah. uncle were all in the same room. Yeah, and you just walked in, and it was like I, I, it's so funny because I I definitely have. I have intimacy issues. I have intimacy issues with like, like just with everything. I mean, I'm I'm really kind of fucked up. I want to say I probably have social anxiety. But that do you understand why that's so weird? Yeah, to I know. Hear? I know. I got diagnosed <laughs> with social anxiety the first time I ever went to a therapist, and I was like, and I was just telling him very candidly what I don't like and what I do like, and okay. uh, and 
But you're so the opposite of that. So do you think that you put out the opposite to balance yourself? Because you're so, when you're on stage, you're like, I want to connect to everybody. And on your shows, you're like, I want to meet everybody and talk to everyone. And yeah, you know, I don't know. I I don't know if I know stand up comes naturally to me, but I don't know if like, like hosting in the sense of talking to strangers on the street, if that comes natural to me or if that's something that I've learned, like a muscle I've learned. Yeah. But like, I get like, like, uh, that's why I never liked auditioning because I didn't like like just sitting in a waiting room with people makes me really nervous. Yeah, like yeah. that a bunch of strangers. I don't walk in with that confidence. Like I watched uh, Dub Davidoff in a waiting room one time, and he was so confident. I was, it was like I was like he's already booked this. Like I remember thinking that. <laughs> yeah, and he, he probably did. And he made me laugh in that waiting room. He made me laugh so fucking hard. Yeah, like four or five times. It was just very confident. And I was just like shy. I am shy. I think deep down inside, I'm shy. Can I tell you why I didn't ever do well in audition rooms and still don't to this day? Overweight. <laughs> you son of a bitch. I was going to say, I, I, was gonna say I, have a, I have a big nose, but that too. <laughs> yeah, Bert's really anxious around people. One of the fucking things I love about you is like, I don't, I know for a fact, like there's a f- couple of, uh, comics that you have to walk on eggshells around right, right, you just have right. to can't say anything about anything yeah 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 and that's one of the things i love about you is that there's it's like the same sense of humor that i would have with it. i don't have to i don't have to s- slow down i can that you have a sense of humor i guess no, yeah i mean i look and it's so funny because this leads into what i was going to say because i am a people pleaser yeah. and so here's why i never did well at sports and in audition waiting rooms because I'm literally like smiling at everybody and like you can do it like looking at people oh, that I'm yeah. up against for a major part in something I remember yeah. it was pilot season like a few years ago because it's been a while since I really went out on it's pilot season it's been a season. very long time since I've been out on pilot yeah. season and I was sitting there and I would just like sit on the edge of my seat like we were in a locker room yeah. and I was like I love that shirt it's so pretty purple I got same fucking- purple is so great on camera and I would like Coach people that are supposed to be my competitors. I I'm, I don't have that competitive bone. I like. Are you ready for this? Uh, the movie with Matt Damon. Uh, Tom Papa was in it. I forget the name oh, of the movie. Liber- Liberace. Uh, no, no. Oh, I yeah, think probably, probably. Right? But that's not Tom the movie. Papa, that's not the movie I'm thinking more than of. One movie. Are you fucking serious? Oh, the one where he's uh, the deep throat for the tobacco industry. Yes, okay, I think yeah. that's it. Where it's yeah. like a weird offbeat comedy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I went into audition, and as I walked in, and by the way, I'll own this, although I'm sure this is inaccurate. Like, whatever my, I believe my narrative to be in life is what I believe it to be. Yeah. But, like, I walked into the room, and Joel McHale had walked out right oh, before me. Yeah. This is when he was just on E. He yeah. had just started doing E, I think. Um, but, like, or he's done, like, a couple seasons. But the thing about Joel McHale that is, like, a little sidebar secret is I had signed a deal with Budweiser uh-huh. probably like probably like 12 years ago. I signed a deal with Budweiser to do a series of commercials with them that would then in turn turn into a TV show. Right. So the idea was make a very popular commercial and then spawn that into a TV show. So in order to do that, what they had to do is they had to set a development deal up in place first. First, yes. So I signed a development deal with Budweiser, exclusively with Budweiser. I wouldn't work with anyone else. And then, but we started developing it, and then Budweiser wanted tape. They were like, "We like this, but we want tape." So they brought me in 
with four actors. The idea was I was a guy who had a lot of money in the dot-com industry and I spent it crazy and I lost all of it. But all I had left was a 25-year lease on my on my luxury box at the stadium. So I was living in my luxury box. So <gasps> it was it's actually really good on paper, but in actuality, it was very uh, I don't it was very difficult to I don't know how we're going to turn that into a show. Right, like, right, right. I don't know what other than just the sadness of being now broke. Right, right, right. Like, and so they what brought in me and four in actors to like act out scenes, three scenarios. Joel McHale was one of them, and I was and so me, Joel McHale, and then two other people I don't know or three other people all kind of acted in a room together. And I just remember Joel McHale because I respected his hair loss. Like, <laughs> before whatever is going on with him now, he had had he had him and I had this very similar hair loss. Right. And I looked at him and I was like, dude, he he rocks it well. Yeah. He looks confident. Like I like this guy. And yeah. I remember thinking, this guy, and he's a really talented actor and really talented improver. So we go in to do the thing, and I see his headshot on the thing as I go to sit down. He walks out. I walk in the room. I sit down, and I see his headshot, and the lady's holding it in her hand. And I said, uh, I said, by the way. This is fucking horrible on my part. I go, that Joel McHale? She goes, yeah. She goes, do you know him? I said, not really, but I did act with him before. He's an amazing comedic improv actor. And she was like, really? I said, yeah, like he's a guy that you go, <laughs> you shouldn't you shouldn't look at him and just go, oh, he's the e-host. He's a really fucking good actor. She was like, interesting. Place his head shot down on one of the pass piles, like the yes or no pile, I'm sure, but place it down, and then he booked the part, and I was like, oh, we both did that. <laughs> like, but... You know, <laughs> you're so... He was supposed to book that. That's how I feel. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. you came in and just ha- helped facilitate it. He's a great actor. He's really good. He's, He's a great funny. actor. He's, He's a great host. So I was up for... So they changed Talk Soup to The Soup. Yeah. And when they made that changeover, I was up for The Soup as well. Versus Aisha Tyler. No, no, no. She still did Talk Soup. So oh, remember, they changed it, was it like for The Soup. Floating Soup. Um, like his... It was different. It was when he took it over. It was different. They decided yeah. to change it up. They made it more like a stand-up thing, and and they they brought other elements in. So it was like Hal Sparks did it, John Henson did it, yeah. Aisha, and then when Joel McHale took it over, they changed it up a little bit. They just called it Soup. Yeah, and I was up for it when it was Soup, and I went in, and you had to write your own bits. You like they gave you. Stuff that was happening in, you know, pop culture. Really? Yeah. They wanted you to write jokes. And so, um, I I don't know. I forget what I wrote. It was like just some lame things that were happening in Us Weekly magazine. Cause it's all just like stuff that's... I auditioned for Sports Soup. It was very yeah, similar. Yeah, Sports Soup. Yes. Yeah. Okay, keep going. Yeah. And so, I went in and um, there were some people there that I thought were really, really funny. But then I forget who it was. Someone walked in and I looked and I go... Oh my God! I think it was Joel McHale, and I go. I bet that dude's gonna get it. He's, I don't know why. He's, it was it was he's perfect tall for him, and, and he's just per- yeah, he's little, just a little it. smarmy. Right, he's good looking, but he's approachable, good looking. Yeah. So like guys can laugh and not be like, "Who's this pretty boy?" You yeah. Know? He's yeah. So now this has turned into the Joel McHale podcast. So maybe you know. Well, we haven't said anything negative, so someone no, reach out to Joel McHale and let him know we're talking positive. About yeah, him. we are. Talking As opposed positive. to every time I've said one slight of one thing about one celebrity, and then some guy goes, "You're a fucking piece of shit." What? I know, I know. And you don't even say anything bad about someone. You just say something and don't let know you said something, and you're like, "Well, oh, fuck, I don't even know I said that." But wait. 
wait, what did the- so wait, what other projects did you go out on that you didn't get? Everything, obviously. <laughs> everything <laughs> can I tell you the things that I've ever booked in my life yep. were so easy there was no stress around them they were absolutely easy breezy just walk in and I walk out and the next thing I know I got a phone call you booked it yeah I've never like had those moments where people are like and then I went in for seventh call back and then they had me do this and then there was oh, like a, really? a battle of this and then the people didn't want me and so my my people had to negotiate never ever now granted I haven't booked anything like a series role in a on a sitcom because yeah. those things do happen you got to go in seven times and read a hundred million times but like like for example I just shot um a game show with Donald Faison. So he's the host and I I'm love his, Donald he's the sweetest, most amazing guy. Yeah. And I, I was like his sidekick. Like just my job was just like crack jokes. Yeah. And, uh, and also just be like, it's a Ford Fiesta. Like that was all, that was the easiest job. Yeah. We just shot 40 episodes. I walked in when I booked that, I walked in, I high five Donald, like as if we'd known each other. I cracked some jokes and I was out and that was it. There oh. wasn't like the big hoopla that everybody, you know, you have all the anxiety surrounding like, oh my God, I got to book this. I just, I walked in, I go, look, I know I'm funny. If there's someone funnier than me, please give it to them. Yeah. But I know I'm funny. I know I can be funny. That's yeah. all that matters. And uh, I knew Donald had kids. So we just high-fived over kids. And uh, I went in and, and he and I clicked and that was it. And that was it. Was not there was nothing else involved. I've been on the opposite side. <clears throat> I was on a show on Comedy Central where we were looking for my sidekick. Yeah, and and basically it was like it was like the coolest thing I've ever done because they were like like we're gonna audition a bunch of people, but you work with them and tell us what you like. And you know what's so funny is that I never realized this until you said it, but like. When someone gets it, it's that. You're like, oh, that's it. That's yeah, the person. That's it. And there's a lot of people where you're like, oh, I don't know. Right. But like, but if it's I don't know, then it's probably no. Yeah. Imagine if, it, if you get you know married or something and you're at the altar and you're like, eh. Yeah. Then it's probably you shouldn't get married. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I might be done ever doing anyone else's project ever. Really? I, uh, yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm only – I think I'm only for now on going to do my projects that I want to do. That like and like obviously, you know if if I'm I'm in a deal at Travel Channel, so like if they want me to do something, I do something with them in sure, a heartbeat. Sure, anything they want to do, I'll always do. Right, but it's it's one of those things. I've been in the network long enough that usually whatever they bring to me, they're like they know that they want me to do it, so I get to do whatever I want to do anyway. Right, but like I might I don't think I'll ever go out in another audition. Like I don't want to be. I really don't want to be at 43 years old. I know what work is like. Yeah, and I don't want to be the sidekick neighbor. I have no interest in being. But what if like the sidekick neighbor was to someone like uh, Joey Diaz? Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 So I would do that. To be the right I would do that. Project. Like, yeah. I'm sorry. Maybe I should rephrase my statement, but like, like, yeah, like I would, I would do it. Like if, if Ari called me up and he was like, Hey, I'm doing a thing. Would you do it? A hundred percent. Yeah. Tom Segura, I'm doing something. I think you're great for this. I'll right. do it because, but like, I don't know if I want to be like, go into a room full of nine execs, on the hot show with the two writers that were once on Seinfeld right, and they, right, right. they worked on two and a half men and, and they did anger management. Now they're doing this thing. Like I, there was actually a really great writer that I, I ended up not doing his project. And I was just like, I don't, I don't want, I don't want my, I want my words. 
Does that make sense? It absolutely makes sense. So here's what I have deduced as well, being in this business for as long as I have. Um, if you're going to wake up every morning and hate yourself, you're go- the project is going to suck. Yeah. For you at least. It might be great for someone else, but for you, it's going to suck. It's just not going to be worth it. See, we can all be Kevin Hart. It Maybe not, just not that same money, but we right. can do what he's doing. Yeah. Where you just do shit you want to do. Yes. You can all be Bill Burr. We can all be Kevin Hart. We can all be Joe Rogan. We just may not be able to get those millions, but like I can live in a house. I can pay for enough uh, mortgage and two cars. Maybe one won't be that nice. Three chickens, dude. Three chickens. Who else is balling with three chickens? A lot of guys, actually. <laughs> but like, like that, and like, and like, like when I did when I when I we went to I just did my special. I know you did yours. But I want to talk about yeah. that. Yeah, I want but to like, talk about yours. No, it's done. I'm now having anxiety. I can't watch the edit because I'm like it's nervous. The worst. I'm like I can't take watching. I'm like edits. I can't watch me do. But stand you have up. to. Yeah. Where did you shoot it? Uh, Urban Improv. Ah, uh, yeah. That that's why they built that place. Yeah. To shoot specials. And when did you do it? Uh, two weeks ago. Oh, so you just did it. I just did it. Oh, so it's like you just had a baby, and now you're like coming down from that. I've got postpartum. Yeah. So it's like you need to heal. Yeah. You need to now be like, okay, it's done. All that work, all that gestation of that material. I had a dream last night that I did. I'm doing another special within the year. And I had a dream last night that it, I, that they had already, they were like, listen, we've already set it up. Can you just do whatever extra material you have? Yeah. And I was like, okay. And I was like, I was fucking panicked. And I was like, yeah. Why are you doing it in a year? Are I, have, you, I have another hour. Are you sure? Yeah. Okay. 100%. So here's my, here's my issue with that. Yeah. I know that that's what everyone's doing right now. I know that's the trend. It's not, and I, I agree with you. I don't think that's the bright idea. But when I did this hour, I knew I had two hours. And, okay. And so when okay. I did this hour, I actually did like an hour 30 yeah. on one of the – I was doing two shows. Oh. And I actually said to my agents and managers, hey, sh- can I do one hour, one show, and then the next hour, the next show? And then release it? And then just release both of them. And they were like, no, let's sign a deal to do another hour and let's – like is this for Netflix? Mm-mm, Showtime. Showtime, nice. Yeah. Okay. And so, what's it called? Do you know yet? I don't know. I haven't. I can't. I know I'm, that's the hardest. And I might need to pick your communist brain. Yeah. Because I because I want it. I like the machine stories in it. Yeah. And so that is, I think the thing that'll. I think the what the material about my children will actually be the stuff people like most. But for most people, they'll hear the machine story and go, "Whoa, yeah. that." I've never heard that before, yeah. you know, on Showtime. So I kind of want to find like some propaganda about right. how to be the perfect Russian man of army, family, life, friend. Like you know, like I'm, I've been looking through Russian propaganda art. I mean, is this too on the nose? What if you call it the machine? I think Have you already labeled I, that too many times. No, I mean, I don't actually mind that. I don't mind that, but uh, because then it's you and the propaganda poster with like those, you know, those stripes that shoot out. That's my shirt. Is the machine shirt? You've seen that, right? I, I don't. Maybe I know. I've heard the machine story, and I died. Oh, you told me that one actually a long time ago it's in Sacramento. In Sacramento, live, like you just told it to me, and I lost my shit. That was uh, that was way before I ever told it on stage. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. Yamushina. And you just kept saying machine instead of machina. Yeah. Oh so wait, what did you, when did you shoot yours? Okay, so last... So let's go back. So September 2014. Okay. I was actually approached by the same people that produced my half-hour Showtime special. Yeah. They approached me to produce my... 
to do a one hour. Okay. They were doing like Brad Williams. They did oh, I, Kirk Fox, I, Ben Glebes. Yeah. It was good. I definitely saw Brad's. I think I saw Kirk's. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. I, I definitely know. saw Brad's because I watched it with the girls. Yeah. And they lost their fucking mind yeah, yeah. when a little person ran across the stage. Yeah. Oh, I have a little person story I want to tell you later. So um, I was approached by them. You know, look, the producer knows what he's doing. He has a great overall deal with Showtime. Yeah. But uh, there was a part of me, and I've said this to him, so I'm not talking out of school. There was a part of me that felt like I don't want to just hand over my material anymore. You know, because when you hand it over, they'll they'll pay you like a little bit of something and then maybe there's promises down the road or whatever. But then that's it. Yeah. Like you have just <clears throat> given them. It's like being a surrogate almost. Like, here's what I've made. You raise it. Yeah. And when and, I say way, raise <clears throat> it, you make money off of it. But that's the thing is that. Uh, and I'll just say this, and once again, I don't know what my deal is, or I won't. I'm I, sure it's better. Uh, but I will say that I know that I know that I had talked ad nauseum to uh, to all my friends. I won't, but all my friends. And one of the things that is different in this business now than when we first started is that you can make money in perpetuity yes. off of stuff. If you have the right contract. So like my first hour special, I did it with Comedy Central. I uh, did it in 2009. I have not seen anything more than whatever I got that day they paid me. Because you're not going to. And because it's on I don't Sirius own it, XM. they own it, they own it, and they get it. They get the money at Sirius on SoundCloud on all the different Everything. places that it goes. Yes. they get it. And in this deal, I said, my wife and I were like, "Hold on, like, like we'd rather pay for it ourselves and get and just be able to like to own it, uh, just because SoundCloud or not SoundCloud, but Music Sound Exchange or whatever right, the right, thing. Yeah. We get a check for like thousand dollars a month or something. Yeah, weird. I don't know whatever it is, but um, we get a check." Every now and then for it. So it is your material. You do deserve the right to own it. Yes. So I wouldn't with this contract. Yes. So I said, no, thank you. Very politely. But I was I was ready just to do it myself. So that was September 2014. So I start getting the ball rolling. I'm like, all right, here's, when I, here's where I want to shoot her. Here's what I want to do. I start like putting things in motion. And then, you know, I can't keep my legs closed. And um, <laughs> I pee on a stick and I'm like, all right, so I guess we're doing this again. And you guys weren't trying. We were. So so that was September 2014. My birthday's also September. Yeah. Um I'm not ashamed to say I turned 40. I'm not scared. I don't yeah. people are like scared about their age. I don't yeah. I fucking love my age. Are you kidding me? Well, you, well, age, you look fantastic. But my age is what gave me my children and my age is what gave me my knowledge and my life experience for yeah. me to be ashamed of that. It's like saying, Oh, I'm just going to tell people I'm 36. Uh, okay. But your kid is five and you didn't, ha- you know what I mean? It's like, I just don't want to deny that. So yeah, I'm proud. I'm 42. Yeah. Um, so when I was, I turned 40 and I'm sitting on the couch with my husband and uh, the reason we were on the couch was because our our bathroom was being remodeled and it was so dusty upstairs in our room. We lived on our couch for three months. Oh, my God. Because our contractor took off in the middle of the remodel to do other better paying gigs. Are you serious? <laughs> they so, can do that? I mean, they can. I mean, what are we going to do? Sue yeah. a guy that doesn't even have a social security number? <laughs> I mean, it's like... Where's Trump when you need him? Yeah, exactly. I'm like, If he right. had brought that up, if he had brought that up, he's like, listen, we need a bigger wall. These guys are they're unlicensed st- contractors <laughs> who sometimes can take off in the middle. They're I would have been like, okay, this does make sense. It makes sense. They're starting bathrooms and not finishing them. Finishing my fucking showers. So I can yeah. bathe myself. So we're on the couch. I just turned 40. It's my birthday. Um, 
I'm I'm feeling emotional because I don't know why out of nowhere I start to miss my brother. He passed away in 2003. Out of nowhere, I just start missing him. I mean, I am the kind of person like I can keep my shit together. Yeah. But sometimes just sneaks up on you. Yeah. Right? It's just like sucker punches you. Oh. And um I just start telling my husband that um I just I'm a little bummed that our kids not going to have a sibling. It's fine. I get it. Like I resolved to having just one and being fine with it. Yeah. You know? And I was just like I don't know, but there's something about him growing up and I know he wants what he asked us every day. Can I, can I have a little sister? Now how old is he at this point? Three and a half. Okay. But super smart. I know everyone says that about their kids, but my kids like, borderline. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually starting to get concerned. <laughs> like literally. Well, I mean, we're getting concerned the other way. Oh yeah. Because he remembers stuff and he picks up on stuff and he's a little bit of like, like he has like almost like the sixth sense, like he sees people and shit. Like yeah. we're a little concerned. We drove by a house that we went to one time when he was three and he goes, oh, Sydney lives there. Shut up. I swear to God. And it's on the other side of town. It's oh miracle, miracle mile. We don't, we live in the valley. Uh, my kids, Leanne wanted the kids to be able to like take a key, drop them off and then go inside and unlock the door. Yeah. They not only can't unlock the door with a key, they can't unlock it inside the house. They don't know how to unlock the door inside the house. Like, oh my God. If someone knocks on the door, because there's two locks, yeah. they will flip flop them <laughs> to the point where they're stuck inside a house. Like, I'm like, we're concerned on the opposite side of the spectrum. Yeah. No, this kid is, th- this kid is off the charts so i'm sitting there crying and i'm yeah. bawling and i'm you know and i was like i miss my brother and i'm just fucked up i'm 40 and i i feel like i was cheated because he died at 38 he died at 38 How did he, die? he had a heart attack what he was sitting on a couch and what? he fell over was it was it like bad diet so, no yeah i mean look he was not overweight. It wasn't like you looked at him and go, oh, Jesus, I'm counting the days till this one falls yeah. over. Zero of that. He had already quit smoking for 10 years. Maybe that was still in him. But 10 years, he'd already been free of years. smoking. Yeah. Um, I think my sister-in-law killed him. Really? Yeah. that's my. That's, I'm going to stick to that story forever. Because like- he was having, um, was having like shortness of breath. And one day they called an ambulance. So they live in San Francisco, right? They yeah. called an ambulance and, uh, you know, he had to go to the ER and all this. And they were like, look, go talk to your doctor. Cause this isn't good. Right. He was 37 at the time. Yeah. And, uh, so he went to his doctor and his doctor goes, look, I know you like to ski and you like to go to Tahoe. They owned a house in Tahoe. Um, but that's a no, no. Okay. So until you, we figure this out, you're having heart palpitations and shortness of breath you can't go into the mountains where the air is thin so just cross that off your list and um july 4th weekend rolls around 2003 and my sister-in-law who is one of the most self-centered egotistical all about her people said all about her people all about her oh i thought people i thought you meant her people like (laughs) the way malcolm x was right 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 yes (laughs) absolutely um she's all about her New word people. Yeah. She's like, I want to go to Tahoe. I want to go gambling. I want to go to the casino. She loved gambling. I want to go. I want to go. Let's go to Tahoe. And he was on the couch that morning, July 4th. 
And he was like, I don't know. I just don't feel good. You know, maybe I shouldn't. Yeah. She's like, you're fine. Now, the only reason I can tell this story with such accuracy is because she told me this. It, at, the, at the fucking funeral, she, like a pimple that was under so much pressure, she just popped with all this information because of probably guilt and just what she was going through. Like, she oh just, she vomited all this Did information. Did they have kids? Yeah, my 13-year-old witnessed the whole thing. So they're in Tahoe at their house. Fireworks just happened July 4th. My brother sits on the couch in Tahoe. And again, they recounted the story. I wasn't there. They said that he just like looked at them and fell over onto the floor. Holy shit. Yeah. He wasn't supposed to be there. Yeah. Now, granted, if you're one of these people that I am, which is like namaste, you know, hug a tree, fucking eat some granola. I get it. He was supposed to be there. That was his time. Fine. But fuck you. He wasn't supposed to be there. Yeah. You know? So, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, uh, yeah. So oh, that's yeah. why I had my husband put his penis in me. <laughs> <laughs> now, is your sister-in-law still have- Talking uh, to us? No. Do you talk to the kid? She took him away from us. She wouldn't let him talk to us. She wouldn't let him communicate with us. She wouldn't let him see us. That's a fucking- I think because she couldn't look us in the face. She, oh, yeah. Because she sense. knew. And then after that whole story, she told us about the whole backstory and how what happened in Tahoe. Then she looked at my mom and she goes, but you know he died because of bad genes. She looked at my mom and said, so it's your fault because she realized what she just said. It's fucked up. <sighs> so then I was like, let's have another baby. So I, I was like, my husband's like, are you sure? There was some trepidation, let's be honest. I think dudes always are a little bit reserved. Oh, I wanted, I was like, I can't let Georgia grow up an only child. I was like, we're having a second child. I wanted a third really bad. Like really, really? bad. Yeah, really bad. And, and I, like, you know, I, I think I don't, it's, it's definitely not a deal breaker, but like I still regret, I really genuinely regret us not having a third. But Leanne, I mean, we just now be getting out of it. Yeah. Like, and so I can't imagine. I mean, we're in it. Her, li- we might have been. That might have broken our marriage. Oh, because, kids because, are for sure file for divorce. Isla was, is still very difficult child. Like, just very difficult in every sense. George is a little easier, but like the two of them together, for the majority of 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 Isla, Isla's childhood. Let me rephrase that. Since the day George was born until today, I've been on the road. A hundred percent. Yeah. And for the last six years, I've been on Travel Channel shooting on the road a hundred percent. So yeah. like, so I think it might have broken us. I think a third might have broken us. For sure. The two I think we're fine with because Leanne could deal with that. A third might have broken us. Um, I told my husband when when I found out I was pregnant, I gave my kid the pregnancy stick that I pissed on. Yeah. <laughs> and my husband came home. I go, daddy's home. Go give him this. And Mike looked down. And he looked at me and he goes, I'm getting snipped. Oh, really? Because both pregnancy, pregnancies happened like within two months of trying. Oh, yeah. shut up. Yeah. So what did but, you have? You had a girl? Girl, yeah. But when I was, I got pregnant in, and I found out in November, like Thanksgiving, and I was like, shit, I've been planning this special. I still want to do it. I don't want to stop. I, that's my one thing is that I am a little bit of a workaholic. Yeah. And so I said, I'm not going to stop. I'm going to shoot it pregnant. You shot your special pregnant? Yeah. Oh, I fucking love that. I I've, shot by the it way, pregnant. I, this is a little secret time for me. I think pregnant women are so fucking hot. Really? There's, oh I my God. Come over Lamaze class. 
I could. I literally sat through Lamaze class. I don't. And I don't know what it was, but I was like, "Fucking, I do her. I do her. I do her. I do <laughs> or him." Is it just women? Maybe it's just women for you. No, pregnant women. <laughs> pregnant women. I don't know. There's something about. Well, I don't know if you'd be into my belly because I make big kids. Yeah. And I, I have, I have crazy. I have crazy pregnancy belly. Do you have a picture? I've, I'm going to look for one right now. I, I really is kind of insane. Really, it's almost like is this medically okay? Oh. <laughs> I mean, I gained like fifty pounds with with both. Leanne was Leanne. Leanne did not gain a bunch of weight. I don't think. Well, here's a promo picture from my special. Um, hold on, Apple sometimes iPhone sometimes do that thing where it, like times, but it's a little fuzzy. It's oh, that's fin. Oh my god, you look beautiful. Right? Does that make your dick hard? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean. A little. <laughs> I mean, you already have a half chub, right? Just yeah. being here. Oh yeah, I got yeah. these new underwear from Stageman Underwear, <laughs> and they're uh, they they present your your junk, your package oh. out in front of the the underwear. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. Put them in a thing and then pull them out. Oh, I like that. Uh, I, I, Leanne my hates them. She's really? like, uh, she's like, yeah, I can. Like, she's like, you're not allowed to wear those around the house because it looks like I look like a stripper. I look like I have an elephant tusk or an elephant trunk. I got my husband a pair of those. That like how you put it, they present. Like, they present it. They bring it out now front. on stage. All right, so Yo, you look gorgeous in that picture. Okay, so here, this is my crazy belly. Are you ready? Yeah. It's a little like an alien. I mean, it's holy fuck! <laughs> holy fuck! That doesn't look real. <laughs> that is that the angle? That doesn't look real. Can I show it on the thing yeah. on the video? Oh, That does not look fucking real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Holy crap! Yeah, 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 that's crazy. But you're, but you're, how tall are you? Five eight. So you're, you're a big, sturdy. I'm a big sturdy Russian. Yeah, yeah, like, like five eight. I always, you always, you, 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 your personality carries you at six foot. I said that to someone the other day. I go, I said to someone, I don't, I forget who I was talking to, but I go, uh, I, I forget. I wish I knew this scenario. But I said, you're so small. Uh, Margaret Cho. Uh-huh. I said, you're so small. She goes, thank you? Uh-huh. And I go, no. I mean, I just, you have such a large personality. Yeah. I thought you'd be six feet tall. Yeah. And you have a very big personality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think that that's, I think that's just, I, I, people always say that to me, I thought you'd be bigger. And I'm like, oh, what does that mean? But you're tall. Like, you're six foot, right? I'm six foot, but like, yeah. but like there's, there's a difference between like, uh, a six foot dude and then like uh, do you know who this guy Jason Mayhem Miller is uh-uh. like any of the MMA fighters they're they're like six foot but they're a li- li- they're a different type of six foot right right they're like a six foot size 40 pants size you know 20 neck like right, just right. their hands are bigger their noses are bigger their fate like everything's bigger about them but I do find it fascinating when someone is of a litter- little stature let's say yeah but they're, and again, not trying to get too hocus pocus on here, but I am a hippie. You know that, right? Yeah. Their essence, their aura envelop, like fills a room, you know, like when they walk into a room and you're like, oh my God, there's no, there's no space for anything else because you're not like in an obnoxious loud way, but like in a, oh, I want to be a part of this kind of way. Yeah. You know, there are people that, that do that. I don't know how to explain why or how they have that power i'm not just saying in comedy even i'm just saying like friends that you know or people that you want to be oh uh, i was with a i was with a i was with a girl i will not say her name but i was with a girl that had something about her uh 
that I thought to myself, she was like, she was, she was actually very pretty, but she was, she wasn't perfect, but I was like, she's got the thing that draws people to her. Yeah. And I was like, cause everyone I was with was like developing a crush on her. Right, right, right. And it was just a weird independence or a weird. Yeah. I, w- I wish I could know it. They call it like whatever. It's not chutzpah. It's not like <laughs> someone is just hustling to get to the next place. It was just this like air of like that person's going to succeed. Right. You want that person to succeed. Right. It's called the Joe McHale factor. The Joel McHale factor. <laughs> I think he had it. I definitely think oh, he had it. Absolutely. Like I remember, but yeah. like even Doctor Ken, like he's a great example. When Doctor Ken was just a comic, just yeah. walking around doing open mics, trying to get spots, like we all were. I just remember, you know, and he's, uh, I don't know. Let's say he's my height, maybe five eight, maybe shorter, maybe five seven. Yeah. Sweet guy, but he would fill a room. He just his smile, his energy. Doctor Ken, always... for those of you who don't know, is Ken Young, who yeah. is the uh, the first of all his own show called Doctor Ken now. Oh, oh that, yeah, I guess yeah. That would, so I guess we can st- we can go back to calling him that because when he was doing Hangover, yeah, people kind of stopped calling him Doctor Ken. I saw I called him Doctor Ken I the other day, s- or not the other day. Him. This is a long time ago, but I was doing a show with Terrell Owens, and we were down in Santa Monica, and Ken gets out of his car, go Doctor Ken. And he goes, oh, hey, what's up, Bert? By the way, it was, it was one of the more regrettable moments I've ever had. But like T.O. knew who he was. He was like, how the fuck do you know that guy? I go, he's a comic. And then I said to him, I wish I hadn't said this. You know, you just say things, missay things sometimes. Right. Like when you're getting out of the airport to the taxi driver. He's like, safe flight. And you're like, you too. That's you a too. Brian Regan joke, yeah, by the yeah. way. I know that. <laughs> but like you misspeak. I said to him, I wanted to say congratulations on all your success, yeah. but I said congratulations on all your luck. And I did, and, <laughs> and, it came, and by the way, I didn't mean it that way at oh ever, God. ever, ever, but that's what I said. No, and I, I know what you mean. It's like, hey, congratulate, like you're, God, you've been so lucky. Like you don't mean it to sound like you've yeah, been like, so lucky. It didn't, I didn't mean lucky because oh it's not luck. God. It's talent, but I said luck. And that's what I said. And I remember I was standing with Terrell Owens and he walked away and he goes, why is he so lucky? And I went, motherfucker. I was like, <laughs> oh he just, God. he's very talented. And he's like, that's not what you said. And it's I was like, like someone showing you their penis and you're going, you have a great personality. Yeah. It's like, no, or, but or, no, you show someone, you go, wow, that's really long <laughs> as opposed to big. Like, like that's a, that, that has, a, that is a better, that covers a lot of uh, distance. A, yeah. That's a, by the way, um, if I may speak out, long is not better. So I know a lot of yeah. guys are like, I'm eight inches. It's like, yeah. yeah, but if it's a pencil, who yeah. cares? I think I'm... Uh, it's girth. I it's think totally I'm, I think girth. my dick's actually getting smaller. Like, like genuinely. What? Like, I, like, Are you taking roids? No, I don't know. I, I, maybe that. Maybe that. Or maybe that like might be my blood pressure is not filling it uh, to capacity. Okay. Because okay. my blood pressure is often high. Yeah. So maybe that's it. Maybe it's a combination of two. I Your heart's know. like, hey, cock, sorry. I take uh, first precedence. <laughs> I, I literally have had times like I, I tried to masturbate one morning in, uh, in Sao Paulo. And I was like, because I was hungover. First of all, that, for, just that sentence, trying to masturbate in Sao Paulo. I was hungover as shit. And I was like, I cannot. The fact that you were s- in Sao Paulo. Start my day this hungover. Yeah. I need yeah. I need to fill some serotonin up here. Sure. To get myself going. Right. It's emotional coffee. Yes. Is the way I look at masturbation sometimes. Yeah. But and also, just, don't you, can you do it to also fall asleep? Yeah. 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 So oh, a lot of times after I do radio, too. I'll be like, all right, time to. Pull it. Let's pull it back a little bit. Right. But uh, I and I as I was doing it, I was like, I was like I should probably check my blood pressure because like something just feels off. Like I just like 
I'm not into it. He's not into it. Like, there's numbness in my cheek. And I'm like, well, maybe this is a bad idea. <laughs> you smell toast. I smell toast. <laughs> Someone roasting almonds? But yeah, I, I so. Oh, no. But yeah, you so, got to check that out. I, well, I've been, I just went to the dermatologist. Well, that's the wrong doctor, dude. I went to the dermatologist. <laughs> I'm sorry. You're like, hey, can you look at my nuts for a second? I went to the cardiologist. Is, is, there, a, is there a weird pimple on them? I went to the cardiologist. Cardiologist, better. Yeah, by the way, pimples on the nuts are totally normal. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I went to the cardiologist and had a full blood panel and got an EKG. Yeah. I've had a stress test before. I've had my blockage checked. Um, blood pressure was fine. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So, I'm, I'm actually fine, but... So, it was just the wrong porn you chose. I was no porn. What? I know. I just tried what? to... How do you do that? I tried to 1880s it with some imagination. Eight, what did you do? I, just think of like ex-girlfriends from college? I think we had been in a club that night. Okay. And it was like... And it's Brazil. Yeah. And Brazilian women are just like... I mean, they're, it's like... Like, I would not fault you for snapping one off to a Brazilian dude. Man, I <laughs> I'm saw telling you, the I most would beautiful not... Brazilian dude uh, yeah, they're last week at Universal creatures. Studios in Florida. And I literally was like, I saw him walk in and I was like, I go, where are you from? <laughs> I was like, whatever stock you came out of yeah. is not American. Yeah. Like it is, his skin was perfect. His hair was full. His hands were big. His arms were swollen. And he was pushing a stroller. I go, uh, in our country... Yeah. A man that manly doesn't all, and then you hear his accent, and you're like, you know "Oh, what? your whole thing with pregnant chicks." Yeah, can I tell you what gets me hard? What a hot dude pushing a stroller. Because I'm like, yeah. look at this hot guy. He could be working on his spray tan or at the gym, and he's caring for his kid. His kid when I. When a dude is pushing a kid in a swing, oh, are you kidding me? My nipples come out. I'm rubbing them. All three. All three. I don't fuck around. I love to see that. If you're an ugly dude pushing a stroller, that's fine too. Yeah. Yay. Good for you. Yeah. But, but you, you know, let's be honest. You could be doing other things when you're hot. You could be whatever on Venice Beach pumping weights or whatever yeah. hot dudes do. And this guy's pushing his wearing an Ergo. Are you kidding me? What's an Ergo? They're baby carriers. Oh, shut up. Little baby legs dangling, and he's walking with the baby carrier. <laughs> I got a dildo in my hand. They're going to be guys going to a show go. with the baby carriers <laughs> and strollers. We're back here. I'm ready to go. That's my threesome right there. Oh. Is that weird? There's a baby involved? But it's a guy no. with, with taking care of his kids. In New York, me and my buddy Weecho saw a woman breastfeeding on the on the subway, yeah. and we were like, holy shit, look at that, look at that. Like, yeah. Like, I don't know if it was turned on or more like, we're seeing a tit, we're seeing a tit. Now, if I see a woman breastfeeding, I'm like, hey, give her a little respect. Yeah, exactly. Give her some distance. Right. Because my wife was there so much, and you'd see guys like fucking eyes dart like, am I going to see something? But yeah. You know what? Can I tell you really quick, just to go back, I don't mean to take it back to my special. I had to crowdfund for my special. Really? Yes. I had some investors. Some of them pulled out. Then I had the Russian mob investing, which you have experience with. Yeah. And then, you know, it costs a lot of money. It's like 50 grand, right? Yeah. To shoot a special. So um, I did crowdfunding. I'd never done it before. Adam Carolla gave me good advice. He goes, make sure that the perks, the higher they go, the more personal and amazing the the you know prize is or whatever. Like you know, you also get this. You contribute. So okay, I put if you contribute twenty five thousand dollars, you get to cut the cord. Shut up! I swear to you, I swear to you, that was on the crowdfunding page. If you no one no one did that one. If you contribute twenty thousand to my campaign, you can help name the baby, and we got one. Are you serious? Yes. Yeah. What are they? What? Jerome. 
they wanted you to name the girl Jerome. <laughs> <laughs> Are you serious? No, but we, we, we came to a conclusion. We came to an agreement. But here's where it comes to the thing. I told my husband, let's do one for 10 grand. They can watch me breastfeed. Oh, oh okay. By the way, I would have I would have paid to be in the room when you gave birth. Yeah. I would have definitely paid to be in the room when you gave birth. I know you have birth. that kind of cash. I would have definitely paid to be in the room when you right? gave birth. Right? Do you know how much fun? And, and if I'm you had a good said, chick in said, labor, too. If you had said... If you had said twenty grand to film the birth and be able to release it on YouTube, I would have fucking paid for that. Do you know how funny that would be? Do you know how hilarious that would be? Oh, I'd fucking love you, that. And I crack jokes when I'm pushing babies out. Oh, I crack jokes I the crack- whole time. Well, when you're not out all right. I was like, I was like, because I, you know, when a woman is dilating, right? You have to get to a certain number. Ten is the number. And when one nurse would check me, I would never be progressing another nurse would come in and i'd be progressing so i call her the vagina whisperer so she'd come in i'm between contractions you know and i'm like the vagina whisperer is here (laughs) and i'm cracking my husband's like can you please just focus why do you always have to be cracking jokes sweet have you did you have you talked about giving birth on stage what do you mean, like really giving birth on stage? Like about about because like every male comic, and not every male comic. Let me say me, me and o- <laughs> Opie from Opie and Anthony. Yeah. But like I definitely told told the story about Leanne giving birth on stage. Oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. no totally. My my special that I shot pregnant yeah. is about pregnancy. Yeah. Obviously, already having a baby, so giving birth. My in laws, my husband, my parents. It's it's all like a very family. Or I have like one or two jokes that are about getting walked in on a bathroom in a bathroom stall, which was fucked up. And uh, another another joke that's not having to do with babies or family or. But in-laws. mostly it's like it's, it's mostly like one marriage, kids, pregnancy. I gotta be honest with you, I fucking like that because the more and more I see, the more and more I see uh, a, a special or maybe um, or maybe a show that is themed. Not themed, but like, like. But when I see you pregnant on stage, I kind of, I hope you're talking about that. Yes. So like, and if you are, then in a weird way, you've already succeeded because what my expectation and hopes are are met when you come on stage. The minute I walk out on stage, I absolutely one hundred percent. I have a bit immediately. Obviously, you have to. Yeah. And I shot it on Mother's Day. Really? I shot it on Mother's Day. And last- Mother's Day is next weekend. Yes, so I shot it a year ago, and it's finally coming out. Where are you releasing it? So, um, May 2nd, Amazon. Then it's ev- it's everywhere. It's going to be anywhere streaming, like iTunes, Google Play, uh, Hulu, Voodoo. I don't even know what Voodoo is, but Voodoo is a thing. Uh, <laughs> video on demand, Dish. Um, and then we're hoping Netflix has, has seen it. Yeah. They like it. We don't have a release date, but I know that Netflix is, they're inundated. So they said they, they like it and they're hoping for like a June or July. Yeah. But I'm fine. Like, So wait, so, so I mean, seriously dumb it down for me. Okay. So on July, on uh, May 2nd, yep. I go, go online. Amazon. I go to Amazon.com. Yep. And I type in Kiro Sultanovich. Now you can type in, you did this to me. You did this to me. Yeah. And then and then do I pay for it? Do I You know, that's what I don't know. Amazon Prime and all that other I, stuff. Yeah, I don't I, think it's gonna be up yet. I have Amazon not, Prime. Yeah. And I know that if you have Amazon Prime you can watch things for free. I think right. there's a, a a pay service that you get with Amazon right. Prime. Yeah. By the way, get Amazon we Prime if you don't if you don't have it right now and you're listening, because Amazon Prime means they'll deliver it to you same day. 
I don't I'm understand people that don't have Amazon. Amazon Prime. Amazon is hitting it out of the fucking park yeah. right now. Yeah. Because even with just 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 with what old school business programs of them. So my my camera I use for my vlog, my Canon G7X. I bought it. I saw it. I went on Amazon. My wife's like, check it on Amazon. So I was going to go to a camera store. Like yeah. It's fucking 1997. <laughs> and my wife's like, check it on Amazon Prime. I went on. I found it. It, it was to my house in four hours. Like, I, I couldn't have driven to a camera store no, no. and gotten it quicker. Yeah. And I got all the shit I needed with it because they're like, this is what you'll probably also need. So I was like, oh, I also need a card. Oh, I, I probably would have walked out of the store without one of those. Right. Like, Amazon Prime is yeah. amazing. So get that service. But I'm going to watch it. I'm going to watch it May 2nd. Do it. Yeah, I'm going to definitely watch it. I have to pay the Russian mob back, and I'm not kidding you. I I like my fingers. So you can't find it right now. You can only find it May 2nd. If you go to iTunes right now, like You can get it on iTunes also? It's on iTunes. Um, I'm just excited because Amazon is now really trying to compete with Netflix. And they they are – well, first of all, shows on Amazon have Emmys. So let's just talk about that. You know, like – What's on Amazon? Transparency. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. No, it's great shows on Amazon. Really good shows. Fucking wish I was not this fat right now. But, I mean, I am... Look, I'd love it to be on Netflix, obviously, but you have to remember, I did this all myself, and I'm not trying to get a pat on the back and like, oh, look how special you are. But if you really know this industry and how many no's you get, how many people say no, that's like their first reflex, unless you have an amazing manager, an amazing agent, super connected, all that... Um, and I don't. I'm just doing it myself. And so the fact that I got distribution is I'm is just impressive. thrilled. I'm Dude, just. I sh- we shot. I shot a documentary with two guys. Uh, I don't know when we shot it, but it was a while ago. It wasn't 2009, but it was like right when we moved in this house, I guess. And uh, it's called "I Am the Machine," <laughs> yeah. and and it was. We shot the whole thing. We edited the whole thing, and we never found distribution. And in a weird way, and I think. I don't. Know, I won't speak for either of them, but I I will speak for what my perception of where we're at with that is. Is that there's still money to be paid for with legal stuff, with music, and unless you get distribution, unless you can like get it out to people, you're kind of ending. You end up just like going like, well, fuck. Like, what am I going to do with it? Yeah. And so the fact that you got that that is impressive. Like, and I drained my savings. Drained it. What is it? What does it cost to watch? Um, I don't know what it costs on Amazon, to be honest. On yeah. iTunes, I think it's like eight bucks it's gonna to be, it's, own it. It's gonna be, you can rent it for probably four ninety nine. Yeah, but to yeah. own it, it's eight. I, I've so, always, I always go through and I've rented Bonnie McFarland's on, yeah. on, uh, Bonnie McFarland did, uh, Women Aren't Funny. I yeah. That's the name of it. That, that documentary. Yeah. I, I, saw I rented that. hers on iTunes. I, I go through anytime someone, I rented, uh, Eddie Brill's, not Eddie Brill's. Eddie Pepitone? What a different Eddie that is. <laughs> Very different Holy Eddie. Shit. Yeah. Both don't think women are funny, but no, I'm <laughs> kidding. Eddie Pepitone. That's Peps, a joke. Eddie Pepitone Peps. is a, that's a joke. He Eddie is, yeah, but, yeah, and Eddie amazing. Brill also thinks women funny. He just said it and it was, he was fucked up. Sure. But, um, but yeah, I, I think that's fucking amazing. Now what, um, what, like I, I'm dying to know what you want to do next. Cause I'm sure you like, I know for a fact that my postpartum depression based on the birth of this special has left me literally like questioning every aspect of my career going really yeah going like okay i did that 
and I guess I hadn't done a special since 2009. And I, after I did 2009, I just toured and then was looking for something to do. Yeah. And now I'm in a situation where I go, I'm for the first time I'm really driven. Like I'm really going like, okay, I can, I can put together a pretty good special. Like what do I want to do next? Yeah. I, I'm, so I'm following suit with everyone, what everyone's doing nowadays, which is you do that special and then you don't do that material anymore. It's fucking scary. Well, I, I think know, there's well, a fine but, middle ground. Let me let me tell you. Let me tell you. Now. Let me tell you how I think it works. This, these are the rules. I, these are my rules. Uh, if you go to a market that you did that material in the last time, you are allowed to do thirty percent of that hour special for the people that weren't didn't come to see okay. you last time. Okay, fair. I think you should be doing. At least, at least, it's. I think it's a disservice to you if you don't do at least fifty percent brand new material. Okay, I, I, you know what, I totally agree with those rules. That is what I live by. Yeah. If I go back to, let's say, I'm going back to Ann Arbor. Yeah. Um, gotta do minimum fifty percent, if not more. Gotta. Yeah. But I don't know about you. When I write, I do the bit. 500 different ways yeah. to find where the nooks and crannies are. So for me, I don't feel comfortable just doing a new bit as is. I have to live with it. I have to, and I'm talking about a chunk, not just one joke. I'm talking about like a chunk that I'm doing. Like right now I have a chunk on, um, let's say uh, kids birthday parties, let's just say. Yeah. And there's, there's so much there. And do I, I want to make it original. I want to make it different. A lot of comics talk about kids' birthday parties. But I can talk about it. I don't think it's stealing. I'm yeah. not going to do the same jokes, um, which drives me crazy because some comics will be like, oh, well, so-and-so just did a joke about kids' birthday parties. Well, guess what? Everyone has kids. Yeah. And I'm going to talk about this one that I went to where uh, this kid took a shit in a bounce house. Has, yeah. Was that part of Joe Rogan's bit or whoever? You know, yeah. it's like I can do. So, but I have to then find the originality. I have to then find like, okay, make sure it's it's funny and has a rhythm. I feel like absolute shit if I don't go with that chunk finished. That's where my problem lies. What do you mean you, if you don't go with that chunk finish? Meaning like if I go with it half-assed, up on stage, I know it's half-assed. The audience is going to know it's half-assed. Then I go, fuck, just do something that works. And it's like a drug addict going back to heroin because they know they feel good on heroin. Yeah, it's like just go do what feels good. And I hate that feeling because then I'm like, oh, I'm just bailing on this bit or I'm bailing on this chunk. It's not ready. Maybe they don't know it's not ready, but I know it's not. It's like this mind game. I I do it to myself. No, the thing is, and I think the, these are perspectives, by the way, that I've drawn through my personal experience and from listening to great comics talk about how they work. Like, um, but I think the the real the real compliment you can get is when you have a great show and a fan comes up and says, "Hey, man, great show! I really love the new stuff." Yes, I, I don't think I, I think that's it is a, rare. I think it's a disservice <laughs> to me. I think it's a disservice if you just go up and you just try to murder. There's some guys I'm not going to say names, but they were addicted, and they are addicted to the sound of applause. They're addicted to the sound of the thunder, the ground shaking, and just killing. That's what they're looking for in this business. I'm not looking for that. What I'm looking, I'm always looking for the great white shark. Like I want 
the bit like I, like the, the machine story for me was like was this bit that taught me more than anything about stand up cuz I did it for I did it for like probably honestly probably at least a year on the road before it got good that's what it, that's what I'm saying. No, but, but that's you gotta, what gotta, but you gotta, but for me, I've got to do it and do it and yes. let it fail and let it bomb. Like right now, I'm doing this flying dildo story that I told on Rogan's podcast a long time ago, and I didn't have a way. It didn't work, and I never could get it to work, and I always bailed on it. And then I did Jeremiah's new material show, and I said some fucking throwaway line. Yeah, like there was meant. It was just a nothing line. There was like the dumbest insight into myself ever. And it just destroyed, and I went. I was like really caught off guard, and like Rogan and Jeremiah, and like everyone came up to me like, "If that's not a bit, that should be a bit." And it ties in with the flying dildo story. So now I'm trying to tie the two in, but like I got to do it every show. I for me, it's like, guys, this is gonna suck, but that's what new material is. Yes, like new material is gonna suck, and I'm I'm not I'm not brand new anymore. I, I definitely sell tickets. So if you're coming to buy a ticket then I hope that you're signing up for the, the process. Okay, but that takes a special audience. And I think that maybe you're in a place in your career where you have a special audience. You're right. I don't. I show up to a comedy club. People are like, we got these at the Piggly Wiggly. Well, they yeah. gave us tickets Tosh, at the, gar- you know. Tosh had said to me one time, I go, man, that was amazing. All this new material. I feel like I have to write. And Tosh was like, no, man, just get famous. He's like, get famous. Like, not those are, I'm not, those are not Daniel's words per, per se that are exact. But I know well, what he, he means like, by he that. He's like, get popular first, yeah. then write. And so, like, I feel like... How do you get popular without writing good stuff people want to be a part of to make you popular? I, I don't know. I think it's the a podcast... Cycle. I think the... For me, the way I'm looking at this business right now is the podcast, the vlog, and I know I haven't released a vlog in a while. People are listening. I'm like, We're, you're contradicting yourself. So this it, isn't part of the vlog? This is not part of the vlog. Okay. So this is just... I just put this on YouTube. And Got it. And it, 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 this is original content that I can make money for um, based on... Uh, on ad sales because god forbid uh you're my mouth to god's ear your special becomes the number one special that everyone's fucking talking about and everyone's googling kira sultanovich then the second they google you i come up and i have a full hour and change podcast with you and people watch it and that's direct there's no music there's no nothing in it um the vlog for me is about is growing as an artist uh shooting editing and hosting something by myself and just figuring out what makes me good as an artist what i see watching a lot of the edits of me what makes me bad as a as a guy a lot of it's a lot of it for me is growing as an editor and a filmmaker is the big stretch of a word yeah but growing as a producer filmmaker editor all that um and then and then those are the two places where i feel like you're there is an opportunity for growth that a lot of people aren't taking the podcast for me is these are unique users that I meet at my shows that I'm mm-hmm. blown away actually fucking listen. Yeah. Like when I have someone come up and go, big fan of the podcast, I'm always like, are you saying that because you know I have a podcast or do you listen? And then they go, the one with Margaret Cho is fucking amazing. I go, oh, you listen this week. Like, oh shit. Like, yeah. They're like, oh, the read you did for Mike Busey is fucking, the, the intro with Sherry's Berries is hilarious. And I'm like, oh, you're fucking listening. Right. And, and I think, and I think that and doing my friends' podcasts, yeah, and I think that's grown my fan base more than anything. I think so. I got a compliment the other day via Murray Valeriano. Yeah, Murray He's was out here in June. He was headlining Pachanga or something, and someone from the audience went up to him after his show and he goes, "Hey, I heard you on Kira's podcast. That's why we came to see you." 
I was like, oh shit, it's starting finally because I've been only doing mine for a couple of years and it doesn't have the fan base that you know yours does and other people's. But I'm like, you release it on the same day every week. Thursdays every every week. Um, That's I the did biggest. Yeah, the no, no, I have done thing. every week, but when I was shooting this game show, yeah, um, I missed two. I noticed that my but, but other than that, every week my podcast dropped off when I was in production for Birth of Conquer. I was not releasing them weekly, and I noticed my numbers drop off, and people just were like, "Well, hey, if you're not going to be there for me, I'm not going to be there for you." Right? Not not in like a dick way, but I'm like a hey man, if you're not if you're not showing up every week, I'm not showing up every week. Right? Right? And I literally dropped off to half of what they are right now, and I went, "Whoa!" Yeah. And, I, and then Segura was the one that told me, "It's like, hey man, you, I, like." I gave him advice about a vlog, and I was like, you need to do a vlog. And he has been really good with his vlog. Like, he releases it once a week, and he's got an editor, and it looks good. It looks amazing. And his vlog numbers are blown. You need an editor for a vlog? You don't, but he does. Because Tom's just doing so much right now. He's like, I want to do this. And for what, 500 bucks an episode, for, for him, it's worth it. And it is. It really is, oddly enough. You'd be shocked how many people... I mean, just like I put out my P.O. box on my vlog mm-hmm. and I just get so many presents. Like just, I go, hey, man, send me some stuff. I'll fucking put it on my vlog. So people go, hey, I got this new product. Tell me if you like it. That's genius. Yeah. And so I have a P.O. box, too. I yeah. guess I could do that. Do you know it? <laughs> yeah, I do. What's the name? What's the P.O. box? It's 12400 yeah. Ventura Boulevard. Number two four six Studio so guys, City. Guys, send her a present. <laughs> like, no, but the crazy thing is, like, is like, did you see that ham sitting behind you? What ham? That ham. Oh, for crap! Prosciutto? <laughs> Are you kidding me? Like, it's I fucking prosciutto. I wish I knew my PO box. I'd say it out loud right now. But like the fucking Dude, the, the amount of like gifts you get. That's like five thousand dollars. Right of, there. Of someone just saying. Because two slices of that at a restaurant is like 20 bucks. Someone just says, hey, man, I got, I got, I, oh this God. guy get me me a hat. He's like, I know you got a big head. I made you a hat. <laughs> and he's like, this is, tell me if you that. like it. Like, you know, I, I, some guy gave me these Ohio shirts. There's not, it's not, there's no money out of his pocket. He makes them, but he's listening to the podcast and he's yeah. like, well, fuck, if I give Bert one of these and maybe he wears it on Rogan, someone emails Bert, hey, where'd you get that shirt? That'll sell fucking a hundred shirts for me. Yeah. Yeah. So I, that's, I mean, I look at this business very differently now and I, I feel like we're in a, we're in a, we're in a moment of time that if, if people like me and you start to run or yeah. start to paddle, the wave will catch us and we will surf it into shore. Because I think in five years, at least very conservatively speaking, 25% of the TV stations, channels, networks are going to be gone. I think so too. And, and, and what, what, and now, so if I look at it this way, I go, all right. 25% of these people are going to be gone. We already talked about publicists and how sometimes we find publicists to be not that valuable in our career. Is is like I you're in a place, you get this publicist, and you're like, "Hey, can you get me on this?" And I'm like, "I, I don't I don't even know anyone there." And then they call you up and they're like, "Hey, can you get yourself on Marin?" And you're like, "No, I already did Marin. You didn't know that I did Marin? Like what what good are you?" Yeah. And like like, "Can you get yourself on Rogan? Can you get yourself on Joey Diaz? Can you get yourself on Ari?" Ari? And I'm like, "Why the fuck did I need you? I could have just called all of these people." I know. That's like that's like in my cell phone. Yeah. And I so, don't have, you know, Stephen Colbert's Booker in my cell phone. So you think about this is what I look at. So 
25% of the network's going to be gone. They're still going to need, con- everyone's going to still need content. Yeah. But the reason they're going to be gone is because they're putting out weak content. Content that just, it's created by people that have never actually edited, posted, shot, yeah. hosted, created. It's it's just by people who got out of college, moved to LA, their sister worked at ICM, got them a job in the mailhouse. They met someone in the mailroom. They met someone yeah. at a network who was like, you know what? It's a parallel move. They don't really know anything about television, but they know that it is a parallel move and they know what parallel means. So they go <laughs> over to Fox and the next thing you know, they're like, they're like, hey, do you want to work on uh, – she needs an assistant because that's how that, this business works. Yeah. I'm not shitting on – Oh, no. I'm not shitting on anyone who has – but I'm telling you, this is how the business works is you just had a job in the mailroom. Your sister only knew somebody. That's why you got the job in the mailroom. Yeah. You didn't have any talent per se. And this is, once again, I'm talking about the 25% that are losing their job. You didn't have any talent, but but yet you got the parallel move. And now there are, they're open, there's an opening for the woman who runs development at Fox. She needs an assistant. So you go over there. Once again, you haven't done anything to get to this place. Right. Now you're getting scripts and you're reading some scripts, but your notes are just the notes that you've heard pigeoned down to you like you've just heard someone say them and now those are becoming your notes and then someone says hey do you want this job's opened you're the one that's ready for it do you want it and now you're an exec at fucking fox but you never did anything never you never did made anything. it yeah. you never made something real yeah and 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 you don't know what the fourth wall is because you never fucking made anything right and 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 by the way, I didn't, I didn't mean to use Fox because my sister works at Fox. And by the way, I kind of just painted my sister's career, but <laughs> a little bit. And I and I love my sister, and that is not my sister. My sister is very valuable. I love her. She's extremely talented. She's in publicity over at Fox, but she's great. She's fucking great. But I'm just saying, God damn it, I, my sister's going to hear this and be like, "Hold on, I worked at ICM." <laughs> As I'm saying this, I'm going, "This is my sister's career." But like, but like, but like now. You're an exec at Esquire because it was a parallel move to be over from Esquire to Fox yeah. and 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 it's cable, but you'll get more hands on, but you still don't know what the fuck you're doing. Yeah. And so you're not programming good shit yet because you don't know what good shit is. You just know that whoever has all the money says, you know what's working is Bar Rescue. Can <laughs> right. we get, Can we get one of those? Can we get one of those? Yeah. So then you just go, you watch a, four episodes of Bar Rescue and you dial it in. Oh, my buddy owns a bar. Like, so... And that's the thing about a vlog that I see that I go, what, like, I'm not saying, but like, there's a big difference between, uh, uh, I was about to say Brian Boitano, but it's not Brian Boitano, Brian De Palma, Francis right. Ford Coppola, yeah. Steven Spielberg, James Cameron, these guys that like, that we look at as like these, these silos of brilliance. And, and then today where you look at someone who just is like, by the way, this is the business I'm in, so I'm not shitting on it. Yeah. But someone who just does like a, just does like a YouTube video, no, anything above that, anything below that, but like no vision, just looking for a paycheck. Well, what do you think about these kids? And they usually are kids. You know, they're usually under thirty, at least. Let's yeah. say that um, are multi multi millionaires because they have millions upon millions of hits on their website. I have I have a bunch of views about this. Okay. Um. There's a couple that are actually really good. Okay. Like, like I, I will say, I, and from what limited I've seen of Miranda Sings, she actually has created a character and is doing goofy videos for a goofy generation that's looking for goofiness. Yeah. And she's selling out everywhere, and she's got 
I wouldn't say she's got a brand. She's got a talent, I right. think. Okay. I think there's other guys that are like, that what it is, like maybe they were nerdy in high school and that's what got them to YouTube and, and now they got a cool haircut. And <laughs> but, but what they do is, what they're doing, some of them, is they're putting ego in front of art. Mm-hmm. For instance, instead of deciding what do I want to make that, as a creator of art, right? what do I want to make? They go, I'm going to do a prank video. And then they right. go, well, I'm not going to actually do a real prank video. I'm just going to hire right. actors. And I'll do prank videos with actors. Actually, this is, works out really good for me because I'm not super that talented. Like in the moment, I'm not a good improver. But if I know some outrageous shit I could say to an yeah. actor, that's not, who gives a fuck? Right. And then they make fake prank videos. And then you look at YouTube now and there's the top thing, if you're a subscriber, is all what they're making. And I'm just like, what the fuck? Like, and then there's guys, you know. Like I think Casey Neistat is a, is a mix of both. I think he's a really talented filmmaker. I think he's, I think he's, I think he should get the fuck out of YouTube and sign a deal at HBO and make fucking movies. Right. I think I personally, that's me. If you're listening, they're Casey, giving deals to people who Periscope. They're giving deals to people who. So you know. so so that I don't know about. I don't yes, know if they're, they are. Who's getting a deal with Periscope? Periscope's basically... No, no, no. Like if you... Um, like Vine, you think? Vine. Vine. Vine people okay. are getting deals. Vine. Okay. So then that's another one. So like you get... Then you get guys like Jason Nash, who is a filmmaker. Jason Nash is an exception, though. He is He's, an exception, but I do think there are some really good people making Vines that do deserve the deals. I think that, but he's someone that creates comedy. He, right. He's written on TV shows. He's done movies. So that's different. Well, I, I, but I think that I think this business, it 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 siphons off what's brand new. Whatever's mm-hmm. brand new, they want to yeah. get all of it, and so they're giving deals to kids with successful YouTube channels, and that where they're not creating art, they're creating fan bases, but they're creating fan bases out of ego and out of narcissism, as opposed to out of out of content. So can I give you what my analogy is? Yes. My analogy is um, I don't have to be uh, – do you know who Thomas Keller is? Like Uh-oh. a chef that's like, you know, crazy. You go and you spend $1,000 at yeah. a Thomas Keller restaurant. You know, it's just like an amazing – like a Bouchon, let's say, right? Yeah. I don't need to be Bouchon, which is a culinary masterpiece. Yeah. But I don't want to be McDonald's. Right. But McDonald's is a multi-billion dollar industry. Yeah. And if you're on YouTube, you can be a McDonald's and it's okay because people will consume McDonald's. You know, um, I want to make homemade cookies, but guess what? Toll House that does the stuff that just tastes like, you know, a car filter. You know what I mean? Like like an air filter um, with chocolate. I I mean, okay. People will eat that all day long. Yeah. But I kind of want to be in the middle. Like, I don't need to be the most amazing, um, you know, uh, Julia Child that sits in the curates. and Because that's also can be a little bit too much because it's like, just put out a product already, you know? Yeah. I want to be somewhere like close to that, but not close to Burger King. Well, I think, so I... I agree. I, I I used this almost identical analogy really? on stage about me the other day. Oh, really? Like I did. I think I want to. Oh, not a very like whatever it is is whatever it is. There was a girl who had a birthday party. There was a guy who had a birthday party. They were both in there. I was in Canada. I was in a weird fucking mood. I was drinking, and there's this Justin Bieber song I'm obsessed with, and so. 
I just started playing <laughs> what song it. Are you obsessed with? Uh, play oh my god! It's, I'm when you said that line, it's just like, come on. But like, I, it's just my daughter's introduced it to oh, me, and okay. I was like, and I just thought it was, I thought it was pretty cool. Actually, my daughter's introduced it to me, and then is it? Do you put how does this? Is it the last name? No, I guess not. Do you think like when we were kids, who was our version of Justin Bieber that all the adults were like, come on, this guy? I think everyone like that's the crazy thing is I think. Is it just that we're getting older? I just. Oh, I got into this tirade the other day about how how dare we applaud Guns N' Roses coming back. I love it. That gives me such anxiety. Um, so I started me- playing this on stage. I started playing it on stage, and I got some shots. And the guy and the girl took the girl took her shirt off, and the guy took his shirt off, and I had my shirt off already because I was doing stand up. Sure. And uh, and we started dancing, and we did a shot, and and it was like it was really fun. And it was like, it was not planned, but it was like, it was their birthdays. They were born on the same day. They're the same age. They're both turning 30. And it was just fun. And it was like, and it was just, the, it was just fun. And I, I said, the analogy I made was, you know, sometimes I am like a culinary artist who's selling hot dogs outside a Lakers game. <laughs> like, I realize the product I'm putting out sometimes right. is shitty. But I can, but I believe that I have some talent and I make it at least very, like, you'll go, Look, I know I'm getting sick from that hot dog, but fuck that guy. The way he made it was so beautiful. Like, but so like I believe in that analogy. But here's the thing: is that you're already leaps and bounds above about ahead of a McDonald's. Yes, just but- in the way you make, just in you, in you being you, and the way you think, and the way you present comedy, and the way you look at things, and the way you just you being you, you're already way above a McDonald's. Right. But that means I'm gonna. I might have less people that want to come to my restaurant. Who gives a fuck? Well, um, I don't because I'm doing it. No, but you don't want to be like. But you're wrestling with something right now. I'm wrestling with something all the time about career-wise stuff. You know, I just I'm I'm wrestling with like I know who I am. I know what I like when I'm on stage, and I know what I like when I'm watching when I'm an audience member. But. The world that we live in, not just stand up, but social media and and culturally and everything, what's what's socially interesting and what pops off is so changing and it's so fast and quick and constant. And I'm like, it's like double dutch. And I'm like, when do I jump in? Like, I don't even know how to do this fucking ding, 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 yeah. ding, 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 ding. You know, my mother says your mother. You know what I mean? Like, you have, Snapchat. To, like, figure, you have to figure shit out all the time. And I don't know where I fit into it because it's constantly moving. You know, it's like this game is like um, those. Uh, what, what are those uh, little hedgehogs that pop up and you're trying to pounce them? Whack-a-mole. And uh, I, it's and it's constant. It's daily. But the thing, but the the, the constant. Imagine playing whack a mole every day of your life. But the con th- that would be. I'd agree. Yes, if you had been a Vine superstar, yes, you would be panicked and trying to whack a mole of like fuck. Now I got to get on Snapchat. Do my vans vines translate to Snapchat? Can I take a vine and put it on Snapchat? Or am I gonna have to shoot my vines now on Snapchat? Is there any way I can get content from one to other? <sighs> then yeah, then yeah. Of course, that's exhausting. However, you are you're already. Above that, all anyone's asking you to do is take whatever you find interesting and plug them into these medias. Like that's it with with the way the business changes. Like 
the thing that I I think that where 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 I think we can get lost very easily is to put the brand in front of the art. So like, because uh, that's yeah. what McDonald's is doing. They're putting the brand. But that's what you have to do now. No, no, no. I don't believe that. What do you mean? Name name your fav- top five favorite comics. Well, that's I'm the just wrong person to ask. Uh, okay, top five. I'm just thinking off. La- uh, Chris Rock is one of my favorites. Okay. Paula Poundstone is one of my favorites. Yeah. Brian Regan is one of my favorites. Fuck yeah. Bill Burr is one of my favorites. Okay. Louis C.K. is one of my favorites. Oh my God. Maria Bamford is Every one of my favorites. One of them. Every single one of them. What do they wear on stage? Can you name it? Well, Louis C.K., I know he doesn't wear underwear. Oh, I don't wear underwear either. That <laughs> makes me so happy. And I'm kidding. I don't, like, know. I don't is, know. I don't know. My point right. is, You're right. are they wearing... Are they wearing uh, a f- yeah. Is a fedora their brand? No. Is is a is a cigar their brand? Right. No. It's their comics. There's no brand. So so if you're gonna do an analogy, McDonald's brand is the the. It's gonna be fast. It's gonna be cheap, and you can see the golden arches in front of it. Like they're none of those guys are McDonald's, and I'm I won't name names of comics, but there are comics. But where you, you know a McDonald's comic who makes millions like McDonald's yeah. off of fast. Comedy, fast food comedy. Always be a fan won't allow them to grow. A fan will not allow them the opportunity to grow because ultimately, it's as much money as they put into the McCafe. I still (laughs) taste McDonald's coffee. Yeah, and McDonald's coffee isn't bad. No, if I have the money and I have the time to get a cup of coffee, I'm not going to McDonald's. No, I'm definitely not going. I agree. Fucking McDonald's. But a lot of the country does go to McDonald's. I will never allow. McDonald's to grow into a McCafe. That right. will never I I will always hear McDonald's. And there are comics that were McDonald's comics that we will America will never allow them to grow. I Gallagher. Okay. Gallagher, I I can say this because I don't know him and I don't have like a attachment to him. And I but like he actually was a pretty solid fucking comic. I mean, if you really look at some old Gallagher videos, he's talking about political dissonance. He's a really... And he's he was a smart writer. He just wrapped it up in watermelon and, and crazy paints and food. And, yeah. Yeah. And that's did, the, the reason like I go like, I'm right now I'm, I'm battling with the fact that I did my special shirtless because I was like, but that's why? Way I do com- that's the way I do comedy. But like I go, in my head I'm like, I got to distance myself from that. Even though it's natural and feels comfortable to me, I need to distance myself from that because I don't want to be the watermelon smasher, shirtless comic. That's the brand. The, the point is, the point is his material his was just cru- it wasn't it was just phoom, carrot top. I love carrot top. Yeah, carrot top's a very funny guy. Yeah. However, no one's gonna ever allow carrot top to be anything other than carrot top. People True. will allow Bill Burr, Louis yeah. C.K., Brian Regan, everyone yeah. you just named, to be anything they want to be. Do you want to go on Conan and rant? Great. Do you want to yeah. do a podcast where you speak by yourself? Awesome. Do you just want to do a theater tour? Fantastic. Sitcom movie? You want to you want to make a thirteen part special? Uh, that you release on your website that has nothing to do with comedy whatsoever and charge me 35 bucks, I'm in. Dude, how crazy is but that? That's, but, that, but that's my point yeah. is that like you have all of that ability. You have never, ever put the Kira brand in front of Kira comedy. Right. What you do is just you go on stage and you crush and that's it. You do a lot of fucking interactive with the crowd. Yeah. You speak off the top of your head and you're talking about shit that's authentic to you. Right, right. And, that, and that's what... That's already you can't be a McDonald's. But if I want to compete, fuck, compete with who though? I like, don't that's, know. That's where my that's where my craziness comes I wish, in. I wish we weren't doing a podcast because I could really get specific <laughs> and tell you what and tell you what I already can't stand. 
Yeah. But like, but there are there are people out there that go. Trust me, man. A manager loves loves branding. Well, a man, my manager. I, all right, I don't want to say he probably listens, but he. I had someone tell me that I don't have enough Twitter followers to to be sad, to be sad, looked at. Sadly, that person that already said that is at a loss because all anyone's saying that I hear is that Twitter's dead. That's okay. All I fine, hear. but you can just plug that into anything. You can but, plug yeah, that into Instagram. You can look, plug that. But look at Vine. Like now, everyone's talking about Vine or Instagram. I don't like, think it's like. It, but it, it, they it, they're non exclusive in the fact that, um, like, like people were saying, "Hey, man, I don't want to book you because you don't have a lot of MySpace followers." I remember that. I remember that. Do you remember <laughs> oh my that? God, I mean, do you remember that? That's yes when we met. That, yeah, that was back when we met. Yeah. Is, I remember Steve saying. Um, you need to build your MySpace following, and I was like, in my head, I was like, "How do you know what MySpace is? I know what it is. I'm a comic, right?" But I remember, I remember doing a tour with Steve Hofstetter, where Steve Hofstetter said, "Here's the deal: I'll give you half the money, but in exchange for that, I, Steve wasn't even on the tour. He said, I will plug in a, a a spam bot into your MySpace, and I'll build you followings in these cities. I'll increase your. So we were trading money." For followers, me. Oh my God, I didn't know that was that was a, a thing, right? But where did that get us? And where did it get Steve Hofstetter? Because Steve Hofstetter will tell you, I was a. I mean, I, I, I mean, I take it back. Probably got Steve Hofstetter anywhere, but Steve, Steve. But like, he got in fucking trouble with MySpace. MySpace fucking hated him. They fucking tried to ban him. He had a, he had a fucking legit fallout with what we believe to be the comedy provider of our generation. Right, right. And 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 there I I'm, I'm not going to speak for Steve. Because I know Steve's a lot smarter than me, and whatever I'm thinking that he thought, he didn't think. But I can tell you this right now: <laughs> Steve Hofstetter probably lost a couple of sleepless nights when MySpace started war with him. And where did it get him? For like all that extra work, it just—it was like it was—it was brand in front of art. Yeah, it was, it was MySpace followers in front of comedy. I and now, and now you look at Steve, and I'll, I'm. But I only say this to like because I, I. I love Steve. I really do love Steve. And I'm already thinking of this joke in my head about Steve that I love is, uh, is um, that I'm going to tell in two seconds uh, is that Steve's kind of a little separated himself from the brand. I think Steve got to a place where he's like, listen, man, if I want to make extra money, I can make extra money fucking buying comedy clubs and bringing in good comics to good areas. And he did this fucking thing that I saw online that was so goddamn funny about uh, with a heckler. And now Steve's art is in front of his brand, mm-hmm. and you go and like Rogan retweeted it, and he was like, "Dude, fucking hilarious, Steve Hofstetter." Wow. And you're like, and you're like, yeah. When you're not caught up with like, I need the most MySpace followers. Yeah, I mean, I obviously don't. I have Steve Hofstetter's sister's black. No. Yes, and me. What? Yes. This is my How? favorite. When? This is my. Why? She's adopted. Okay, cool. But this is my favorite. <laughs> I mean, I don't think I've laughed this much in my entire life. When we did this tour for Steve, it was me, Ben Glebe, Eddie Ift, and Marshall Childs. Okay. And we were doing Atlanta, something in Athens. And Ben Glebe was like, I said something about Steve being the whitest guy in the world. And Ben Glebe goes, you know, his sister's black. And immediately I envisioned Precious. And I started, and I, and we started doing impressions of her just going in his room going, Steve Hofstetter, get off the computer, Steve Hofstetter. And it, Mama, Steve Hofstetter's fucking with my computer. Like, we created this character, and we could not stop fucking laughing. Oh and then God. I hung out with Steve. We went to a baseball game. And uh, and 
I think I told Steve, and Steve goes, you know, that's not what my sister's like at all. And I was like, I can't help it, but that's the way I envision her. <laughs> but yeah, but like, like now Steve, I think, has placed his, I think Steve's, I don't know why I'm talking about Steve, but like, it, when he was young, it was brand in front of art. It was about fuck, how, yeah. many, how many albums can I put out? What's yeah. the name of this album? Kill the Cable Guy? I didn't even talk about the Cable Guy. And, and look at that. What a fucking headache that was for Steve. You know, well, you know way more about Steve Hofstetter than I thought you did. I, I'm friends with Steve. I love Steve. I actually love Steve, and I think I, it's he's a really fun guy to hang out with because he's really smart. Like he he told us one time, oh, he called me one time. I was on the road, and he goes, "Hey, would you like to go to a Diamondbacks game?" And I was like, "Sure, why?" And he was like, "Ah, I can get us front row seats uh, right above the third base dugout." And I was like, "Really?" He's like, "Yeah, you want to throw out the first pitch?" And I was like, "How do what? you do this?" Steve Hofstetter's a goddamn genius. Like he literally was like. He goes around the country when because he, he likes baseball, goes around and gets free tickets and throws out for, first pitches to any game he goes to because he just reaches out and he knows the right way to talk to people and it's and it's him it's the way he operates. My name's Steve. I'm a comic. I'm gonna be in the count. I know I'd like whatever. He's just smart. He's an interesting guy. I would need to have him on the podcast. I don't think I've had him on yet. Wow, because this is so different. I don't know anything about him. He's an interesting guy. He really is. All I know is that he did that show on Fox and comics were paid twenty dollars. Yeah. That's all I know. Oh, there's a, there, look, he's had some missteps. <laughs> I think he'd be the first to admit it. I and mean, I know he's a nice guy. I've done his shows, and he's always nice to me. But I don't he's know. Got a great, the, he's got some great rooms in this country. I know he's a good writer, and, and he's a he's a great writer. He's yeah. a really smart writer. But uh, but he's a fun guy to pick his brain because he really does look at this business the way that you're being curious about it right now. He I, sees it that way. I love the way you say curious. I'm being panic stricken. But it's coming across maybe hopefully as curious because I don't know if I fit into what Snapchat. I was at the improv and I get off stage and Avery, who's such a sweetheart, there he goes, hey, can you do a quick thing for Snapchat? And I agreed not knowing what it was. That's how I was just like, absolutely. As if I, you know, yeah, yeah Snapchat. Absolutely. I don't know. I, I don't know what I go. What, what do I have to do? What do I have to do? He's like. It's Snapchat. I go, oh, right, right, right. I do the Snapchat thing. Yeah. And I'm just like faking it. And I go, okay, but t- tell me what that means. Oh, <laughs> I, did like, a, I did a Snapchat for the improv before I knew what it was. Yeah. And they're like, will you do our Snapchat? And I was like, sure. What is it? Like, and I just, they were like, you just got to talk in under 15 seconds. And I was like, hey guys, whatever, whatever. I just fucking horrible. Yeah. But And but, that's it. Th- okay, look at it this way. Um, by the way, I'm in therapy, pretty uh, aggressive therapy right I now. I would love, can I go? Oh, yeah, you Can I be your sidekick in therapy? Just sitting in on one of my therapy sessions? I just, I need a therapist. I've never been to a therapist. So I said to the therapist, I'm going through this postpartum depression with my special. I said, this is really good advice too. Uh, I said, I don't know what I want out of my career anymore. Like I thought I knew. I really thought I knew. And I know some like constants. Like I know what I like doing. I said, but I, I was like, I was like, I just don't know. I just don't know. Like, and I'm fucking just falling apart. And he goes, okay, think about it this way. Tomorrow, you get a phone call from your manager saying, uh, Mark Cuban has decided to give you $2 million to do whatever you want to do for the next two years. What's the first thing you write down on the list? You're like, well, I'm definitely doing that. I go, oh, I'm definitely doing a travel channel show. And he goes, okay. He goes, what else? Because I, I really, I really love that. But t- you that, do a travel I know, channel I know, show. I, the, he goes, <laughs> he goes. I go, I'm definitely doing that because I really like that kind of television. I really like, I really like uh, single camera hosted reality. I love it. I love it. I really enjoy it. I go, I'm doing a sitcom. I'm definitely doing a sitcom with my buddy Tony. And he goes, okay. Get more what chickens. Else? I go, what? No, I go, I'm, I'm going to keep my podcast. I'm going to hire an editor for my vlog. I want an editor for my vlog so that I can just do a string out, 
Like string out's so much easier for me. You know what string out is? No. String out is basically I'd like this to open it. I need this chunk in the middle. I don't know what's good in this chunk. Here's ten minutes. This chunk to follow, and this is how I want to close it. And then it's opposed to me sitting there for a few hours and going through and cutting it and pasting it and making sure music fills it and I just give it to a guy. I go, this is my string out, and then he does all that. Okay. So it's basically like, like forming the the marble, but and then him. Correct me if I'm notes. wrong. You can afford that now, I'm sure. So I said, I get an editor for my vlog. I keep my vlog, my podcast, and stand up. Oh, I'm going to work on this new special. I said that's how I do it. He said, well, that's your list. So like, look at your business as. I go I, like. Snapchat's not in the fucking list. No, it's not. You're it's right. Not, and by you're the way, right. You're right. It's not in the list of things that you want to do because the only way you're going to get paid is to make good products. Like I, one of the things I think is really cool that I wish I could do or what, that I, like media has gotten so easy. And it, and and I'll say this to you as your friend: if you don't think it's that easy, I will help you do it so that you can see how easy it is. Yeah. So that you could go, oh, I could do that every fucking week. But like, like. Media's gotten so easy to like. I saw this guy with a right wing, uh, like a white wing viewpoint, and he had like this little area, and he looked cool, and it all looked like a real radio show. And I was like, I was like, wow. And I was like listening to him, and he was talking about something that like I kind of agreed with, but didn't really think he was telling the truth. And so I was like, what is this show? It's just out of his fucking basement, and he's got me in a hotel room watching his content, but it looked real. And I was like, wow. wow, I think if I were you, if I were you, I would do, there's like, I don't know. There's a lot I'd say. I mean, I'll just, I'll say, I'll say like nine different things, but I'll, I think like you could very easily do like a Bill Burr Monday morning rant with video because I mean, I would never, I would never, I would always use video if I were you with right. video out of a really beautiful location that is is more based around what you're experiencing right now. Because I, I think you're like me. Okay. Like, I don't think we're... Me and you are not, like, political comics and that we're going to go up and talk about an issue. This no. fucking Black Lives Matters. Right. Let's go... No. Let's attack that. It's more emotions. We're, me and you are more like whatever finds... Whatever whatever the cloth of America that touches in with my fabric, that's what I like talking about. Yeah. You know? And so I would do, like, a fucking video... a. 10 minute video like vlog podcast type thing that is like what happened to you this weekend or like what ha- what's going on with your family or like just what's going on in your life I, I don't know there's so much shit that I feel like is out there for us like right now what I'm doing is I'm just going through YouTube and seeing what I like yeah and just doing shit that's similar to it like right. I go like I liked Casey Neistat and I was like, I really liked him and this guy, Mr. Ben Brown. And I was like, well, I like that. That's really cool. Yeah. I could do that. And I just did some. I did like 20 of them. I'm going to take your advice. And I'm going to do it. I'm going to start this Monday. What do you want to do? Like, what do so you, like, if I had the Mark Cuban $2 million? Yeah, you got Mark Cuban $2 million. Um, first thing. First thing, I, I create a show with my friends who yeah. I love working with, who I love being in a room with. and like we, who? Um, I, my friend, Mike Beatrice. Yeah. I have another friend, Jim Kufus, and then, you know, just other comedy friends. Yeah. I, I promised Steve Simone, you know, Steve Simone. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, he and I were talking, and, and he and I were talking about a show. I, I was telling him a story, and he was like, that's a show. And he's like, just when you do it, can I be in the room writing with like, you? What kind of show is it? Is it a talk show? Is it a scripted um, show? Okay, so this is what he and I were talking about. Um, 
it's a Wonder Years type of show through mm-hmm. the eyes of a of a little girl's character. Yeah. And it's a dramedy. It's basically my childhood. It's my childhood at a park that I grew up with that was like a most the most magical place. Yeah. For me, in my what I was going through in my life, being a latchkey kid, my neighborhood, my parents, it was just that whole mixture, that whole recipe created this special, amazing park. Okay. Okay. I got your solution for that. What's the next thing you do? Um, write the movie because there's a movie. Yeah. I feel like uh, there's been a movie inside of me for a long time, so I would just be able to write it because I wouldn't have to worry about anything else. If I yeah. If I know that my kids are fed and clothed and happy and have money to go to their school, then I can, you know, Yeah. I write the movie Okay. and, um, keep doing what I'm doing. You're okay, right. So then, so so then stand up in my podcast and stand up your podcast. Here's what I'd say. This is my perspective. Okay. And this is, by the way, I'm telling you exactly what I'm doing. Okay. So there's no difference in the advice I'm giving you and then what I'm doing is like, right. I'm giving you, like I'm nervous to share this out loud because I don't want people to think that. But like this is exactly what I'm doing. Okay. I hit. I get on my computer. I hit FN twice every morning, and so I go into voice dictation. Okay. I open up the pages document, and uh, and I did it this morning. I did it this morning. I did it into my phone on notes. Yeah. And then I send it to my computer. I then put it up there, and then I edit it. But I do a one page on your show, like a one page on one episode. Yeah. I I did. Uh, I did. I did a log line, I did character breakdowns, and I did possible episodes, and then I did one page on just, uh, I mean, uh, like, literally, I'll, I'll, I'll read you exactly, like, what it sounds like, Yeah. but I just typed it, or did it, the show starts off with Bert in a bathroom in fatigues, talking on his phone to his wife, uh, right before he heads into war, so, like, like literally, and then just start telling the story. Just telling the story into my phone. Yeah. I tell it into my phone, and then I go through and I and I, I I correct it, I edit it, and I write it. That's a very big difference. Is like it, for me getting it on. Yeah, yeah, getting yeah. Getting it on paper. Absolutely, is such a big deal. I voice. I do my emails. Yeah. I don't type anymore. Voice, voice yourself. Yeah. Just sit, go into the park with your kids. Yeah. Let them play and just literally pace and voice yourself a memo. Of what you want it to look like. Then give it to yourself and then at night sit down and, and edit it or write it or even give it to a friend. A lot of times I'll give it to Leanne. Yeah. She was a writer and she'll like go through and go, it's structured, fucked up. I fixed it for you. Yeah. Tell me if you can understand it now. And then this is, and oh, by the way, this is also what I do. Then write yourself a cold open. Write yourself like a cold open. See if you like it. Write yourself another cold open. Write yourself like two or three cold opens. And for no money, you can shoot that cold open. And now, now you have a cold open and a one page that you can give to someone and say to your manager and say, hey, help me sell this. That's the biggest problem with managers and agents is they totally can help. We just don't give them enough of the tools to help them, to help us sell them. It's the same thing you did with your stand-up. You, you did your cold Your stand-up is you watching. This is what I do. I can do this for one hour. Yeah. Fucking everyone wants it. Well, I'll fucking make it myself. It's the same shit for under for $1,000 you could shoot that project you'd like to do with all your friends for under $1,000. You could shoot it. Yeah. And you could do it. And you could make it. And then the thing you want could be real. I believe that. And I'm, I'm like, so, now granted, I say all that and I've been in a holding pattern for a little while. But <laughs> but like someone like you who's so fucking talented, 
that is one of the things. Like I literally talked to my agent or my manager in the car yesterday. I was like talking about someone. I go, I go, I'm more talented that person. Why are they doing more stuff than I am? Like, but not like complaining, right? But like going like, what am I doing wrong? Like, right. I, and they go, you're just not following through. I was oh, like, okay. that's right. Like I'm follow through so much with like stand up. Yeah. Well, I I got that as a as a nice compliment from some people. They were like, "You followed through with this special. You know, you said you were going to do this. You did it. You did it pregnant. You helped produce it. You, you did know, it pregnant. When you show up to your special, I'm sure your call time was let's just say five, and they want you in hair and makeup by six, and yeah. you're on stage at seven, and then you get in your car at nine. I was there at ten a.m. Then we shot at eight. Kira and we wrapped at midnight. Kira. <laughs> And I did it. I mean, granted, help. I had my husband's a line producer, so he line produced it. Kira. I had a, 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 you know, everyone was there. We we hired a crew. We made it like real money, not favor money. If you're a camera operator and you make five hundred a day, we paid five hundred a day because I didn't want favors. Yeah, you I wanted people to work. I wanted it to. It's a real project, and it's a real. We created a set because we did it at the Coach House. Have you ever done the Coach House in Orange County? No. It's a an amazing room. It's an amazing room. Actually, it reminds me a lot of your man cave. I think I saw the the trailer to your special. Did you see it? I think I did. Did you send it to me? I probably did because I wanted you to watch it. Looks it looks fantastic. So, thank you. We created that. We created the the curtains. We had so, an art so, okay, department. Okay, so that, no, then I'm going to do what my therapist does to me. Okay. So you know what you want. If you yes. had the twenty million, you know what you want. Oh, it's twenty now. I or thought no, it was two. Two million. Two million. <laughs> twenty million. By the way, if it's twenty million, I'm not going to work for a year. Then I'm in Sao Paulo. Uh, yeah, I literally start off going. We're getting a soda machine. You know the kind, of the really nice ones where you can pick your your flavor on the touch screen. Your therapist is right. I am already doing what I want to do. I would probably just be doing it at a bigger scale. But can I just complain really quickly for a second? And I don't mean to sound so annoying and whiny. You don't. I, I'm going to in a minute. I don't have a manager. I don't have an agent. I have a kick-ass lawyer, and uh, I—it's not for lack of trying. But 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 I believe that that is a that is a. It's temporary. No no no. Hold on. Okay. I'll say this. I love my manager and I love my agents. I love my lawyer. I love my business manager. But if they all left me, right? If I fuck up. And yeah. they all leave me because yeah. I get into a sex tape with some dude, and like whatever, whatever reason they'd Actually, all. Actually, that would me. make you a lot more money. I mean, by the way, <laughs> the, I saw that Snowden trailer and I was like, they've been videotaping us masturbating on our yeah. on our computers. Like, if someone released that video, I'd almost applaud it and be like, "This is what I. This is really me. This is what unedited me looks like." But say they all left me. I say I fucking hit a kid. I say I slapped a child in public at the Today Show, like. And they were like, we're all going to leave you. The, the difference is with the, the, and the old construct, the medieval construct of you need to get an agent manager, right. then we need to get you working, yeah, I know. is you don't need any of that shit anymore. You don't. You don't need any I of it. I am proof of that. My special comes but out like, without any of those people. So, But, but don't I, – I would almost like – almost the way that you were like – when you were a kid, you're like, I really need roller skates if I'm going to hang out with these other kids. You don't need roller skates anymore. No one's rocking roller skates. Look at look at fucking. I mean, I'm trying to think of like. I mean, I know who Rogan's manager is, but does nothing. Rogan's manager is not doing right. anything for Joe. Yes. Joe's doing it for Joe. Joe I know wakes that. up and Joe makes his podcast. He Joe wakes up and he fucking 
probably gets on an elliptical for 30 minutes, probably fucking does some kettlebells. But then he goes, this is what I'm making today. I'm making a podcast with this guy. I'm making a thing with this guy. I'm doing this. I'm doing this. I'm doing stand. Like Joe's at the point where he's like, I'm whittling it down. I'm telling you, he doesn't need anyone to do anything. Yeah. The UFC came to him. Make those be undeniable. Yeah. Like be undeniable and just, you have a husband who could go, look, for this much money, we could make, we'll make a sizzle. We'll make a sizzle reel for your sitcom, for your your drama that you want to make. We'll make – you get all your friends to be in it, exactly what you want, and you just make it. And then let me tell you, I do believe if you make it, they show up. And someone will go, well, fuck. You know how many people – the second, I mean, how long was I doing this podcast before anyone started going like, hey, man, you know, we could really help with your podcast and pull you into a meeting. And you're like, really? Oh, you know, over here at dot, dot, dot media, yeah. you know, what we do is what you do. We could get you this, 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 and this. And I went – yeah, I don't think I need you. I literally remember sitting with a guy going – he was like – just he was oblivious to what the fuck the thing, game was. Yeah. He didn't know that it's so much better that I have a, an H6, a GoPro, and two fucking microphones, two Sennheiser microphones, and an SD card that this conversation will get listened to by 100,000 people and I don't need a studio. Right. Well, you know what's great is over here at dot 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 media, we've got uh, connections with all of Clear Channel. So say, say you want to do a podcast in Cincinnati, right? You call us, we'll book you that time. As opposed to me doing it in my hotel room or at the club or right. at a fucking bar or over at the fucking lake. Like, you don't understand what the thing is anymore. Right. That's true. It, it's true. And, that's and, true. And, and, and and that's why I say I'm. And I'm, look, I feel like I'm being very preachy this episode, and I apologize. But no, I, I believe that these I guys. I love this. These guys are disappearing because they don't understand how easy it is. Do you know what? I pulled out my vlog camera the other day. My vlog camera. I wish I had it right here. What's a vlog camera? See. <laughs> oh my God! There's more. Do you, that's. You see, this is. You ready oh for this? Jesus! This is, you can't just right do it on here. your iPhone. No, look at this. Oh, this Atlanta. is Burt Entertainment. Burt Inc. Burt Entertainment was my old company. This is Burt Inc.'s production studio. Okay. You're looking at it. It is on this table. Okay. Okay. I got my vlog camera. I got my mic for this. Okay. I got a mic for my cell phone. Okay. I got a backup. This is a camera that, or a video screen that goes right. in the back of my my GoPro. I have two GoPros that I travel with. This is my charging station, and this is my H6. The other day, I shot and I shot in a in a comedy club. A uh, video of my set. I cropped it perfectly. I had this in it. I ran audio and video in this production. I plugged into the board, and then I put a zoom uh, zoom mic on this or a shotgun mic on this. Right. And I shot from the back of the room, and what? I edit, and I put it all together. And I, in my room, I went, "This sounds pretty fucking good." And yeah. in my head, I went, "I bet, I bet in a short period of time, I could shoot a special anytime I want." And then I started thinking. And then, I, and then my buddy Todd texted me, and he goes, hey, have you seen this girl, something Barnett, I forget her name, Claire Barnett or something, Clarence Barnett, is an Australian woman. He said, have you seen her yet? And he goes, no. He goes, check out her set at Cho- Coachella. And he hit me, and I watched her set live in Coachella. And I thought, wow, that really changed my mind. I went, so what if, so what if, so I don't like doing Sunday shows, because for me, I go, it's one more day, I'd rather get home. But what, let's just say I did Sunday shows, charged a different fee. And I did live shows, like a little lower. Yeah. And I did live shows that were all new material, like Steve Hofstetter. I hate to say this, but that's Steve's business construct. I'm kind of taking it from him. Yeah. But like, and I streamed them live through YouTube, and it was amazing sound. And it was two cameras. 
And, wow. it, and, and, and I just had this guy that I hire sit in the back and just do a live cut from two cameras, one tight, one wide. And I thought, that's fucking doable. Like, this right here, could I, I shot a sizzle reel for Travel Channel with this camera and this audio. Sent it in a professional sizzle reel. Like, wow. literally, like, this is a show I'd like to do. Shot it in my man cave with this, all this technology. I mean... A $400 camera. That's crazy. A $400 audio set. I've got the fucking $200 thing for my for my iPhone. Wow. I mean, so, so but, but my, my point in saying this is that for very minimal dollar price point these days, the product you'd like to make that would make you feel fulfilled, that would, would send you to bed every night fulfilled is literally like it's 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 asking for you to uh, to just unlock the door that's it because you i mean you realize like i've talked to a lot of people on this you're the first person i think i know who did all of it on her own yeah pregnant definitely pregnant very pregnant no one's doing that like a lot of us are sitting around myself included saying what does Showtime have to give me? I had nothing to lose. I mean, other people's money. Right. Uh, I mean, I, I do. I would like to give them back their money. But other than money, which I think holds up a lot of people, and I get it. Yeah. Um, nothing to lose. That's how I looked at it. But, see, but, uh, uh, but when I see to- this, I get anxiety. Because I'm like, oh, cables and the thing, and I have to screw on it. No, but- like when you were like, and then I just put in a TX-111, and then I just hook up a yeah, but, but Z45, I was, and I'm was, like, I was oh. dumber than you about this, like, uh, in, and I, this is the day my first vlog aired in, I was in Philadelphia, it must have been, it was probably, probably, no, it was, it's probably August of last year. Yeah. August, I literally said, I was in my room in in Philly, and I watched this vlog, and I really liked yeah. it, and I went, I bet I could do that. In my head, I was like, I wonder if I could. And I just got my GoPro, and I walked around with it, and I filmed, and then I uploaded it to my computer, and I started like messing with it. So why do you say like a beautiful place? What do you mean? You're like, go, go find a beautiful place and do a vlog. Oh, you meaning say- like, like just don't do it against a white wall. Oh. Like, oh, okay. just do it. Just, just oh, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just find, just find a beautiful like, backdrop. Like, got it. Okay, like, just okay. frame it up nice. <laughs> I you were like, no. go to Sao Paulo. Yeah, it's go to beautiful. Sa- but like, I, I like, see. I, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. But I, I'm looking at this business very, very glass half full right now. Because I, because I, I think, I mean, I'm gonna be dead honest with you. If you did give me the 200 or the 20 million, now it's 200 million. <laughs> give me the two million. I'd also set up a production studio for comics where I just was like. Like the way all things comedy is right yeah, now, yeah. where I just go, where I go, hey, what do you want to do that for real? Okay, let's do it, let's do it, and then I have the infrastructure, I have the cameras, I have the crew, yeah, and 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 you make it for the most minimal price, and you just make sizzle reels for people, like cold opens, just a cold open. I mean, a sizzle reel for fucking hosted reality these days is so goddamn simple. I do feel like comedy has changed from when I started comedians are way more inclusive and like let's do it and i'm gonna help you and we're gonna help each other and oh, things what can i when do we when we worked together like th- i mean there was no it's such like, we had to go to radio stations like yeah. we had to go to radio in, in in fucking sacramento and and be like and i remember getting like no one wanted me to go in there do you remember i, mean, I, I don't still, think they've done 
that morning show since that day that you and I were on it and we yeah. fucked with them. We fucked with the entire crew and all the people on camera and all the, ow, ow. it was, it was. I literally said to myself the other day, I go, why couldn't I have a good, not, not good day LA, but like a good morning show. Yeah. Why couldn't I make one out of here? I bet I could do that. You I, absolutely actually, could. In my head, I was like, I was like, if I wanted to do a morning show, I could totally do that. And then I went, cause I was like at a morning show, I go, this would be fun. Yeah. I, like, I, I did a really good one. Uh, I wish I could remember exactly where it was, but I did a really good one. I had a lot of fun doing it. I was like, I could do this. And then I was like, I could do this out of my man cave. I could stream it live onto YouTube. And then I was like, well, I guess that's kind of like my podcast. I already do my podcast. I was like, I don't think I want to wake up early. And what would I say? I was like, fuck it. I don't want to do one. You know what's so interesting also, and I don't mean to pull out the chick card, but um, a lot of my day is uh, consumed with, just keeping these humans alive. You have a different look. So it's yeah. different for female comics. That's why when you see a female comic already, it's like, oh, a chick. And then it's like, oh, she's married. Oh, she has kids. Like it's already getting more and more rare yeah. species. Um, and I, I love how you said earlier, you were like, I love when people come up to me and say, hey, I love the new stuff. Do you know what I get more than anything? And this is so cliche and I, I even hate saying this is I constantly, yesterday I got this. Man, I never laugh at women. I'm blown away that a guy would say that to you. That a guy would say that to you, just say, like despite where it was, at a comedy club or wherever, whoever said it to you. All the that, time. Because like, no one says that to me. And you would never say that to a black comic. I never laugh at Mexicans. You really got me. <laughs> you really got me. Good job. You would they, never say that to any other kind of comic and imagine you know um what brad williams gets yeah i'm sure he gets so oh this brings back to my can i tell you my little person story yeah we're at a playground really close to your house by the way and there's a birthday party there and a little person walked by my kid at the there was they were part of the the birthday party and my kid is staring at them this little woman this yeah. woman and just staring as she walks by now he's across from me because i'm pushing the baby in a swing and I see his face and I'm like, oh shit, here it comes. Oh my God, some shit's going to go down because yeah. his face changed and he's watching her and he's staring and she walks past him and he's just, his eyes are glued to her. And then he looks for my eyes. Like he catches my face yeah. and the entire park, he yells, mommy. And I'm like, <laughs> oh yes, sweetheart. And he yells out, he goes, sometimes people are different shapes and sizes. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> yes, they are, my love. <laughs> yes, they are, my sweetheart. Oh. But you know what? Considering what he could have said. Oh shit, yeah. That was not that bad. No. No, it's 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 interesting watching children interact with the world from oh. like like today the team we played for softball was all Mexican. And George is just in the car. And she's like, how come Mexicans are bigger than us? I was like, what? I was like, in my head, I was like, I don't think that's, I think it's actually the opposite. Yeah. But she goes, dad, every time we play these teams, these girls are big. They're like taller than we are. And I was so funny because I was in the stands noticing that. And yeah. I made a joke and I was like, oh, write this down. I was like, I wonder if our team is undersized because we are eating all organic, non-hormone <laughs> food. Right. And all the, you know, and, and like, and anything that they're getting is processed. It's a it's a poor processed and pumped in with steroids. 
and uh, but uh, but it was like it was interesting that Georgia saw that and said, "Why are they always bigger than us?" And I was like, "Mexicans are like I don't think of Mexicans that way." Like, as but you look at it and you're like, "God damn it!" All these girls are like formed, like yeah. developed. Yeah, yeah. I saw a ten year old with tiggle bitties. And I was like, are you about to make babies? This one girl today was like, <laughs> was, I almost want to say if it was the 1800s, she would have been married. Oh, like, for sure. Like, I, and she fucking. Or just the Middle East now. Yeah. <laughs> that fucking blows me away. Like when oh you hear, God. I watched this documentary on Gloria Vanderbilt. She got married when she was 17. Yeah. And I was like, what? Yeah. That's illegal. Yeah. Like that's fucking rape. Right. Like, but she got married at 17 and just. Like, I just look at that like, God, we never, but she lived a pretty amazing life. So, although she did, uh, that's a pretty good documentary if anyone watches it. Um, Yeah, I just saw a promo for that. It's actually because uh, Anderson Anderson Cooper's her son. Yeah. I wore Gloria Vanderbilt Vanderbilt jeans when I was a kid. Oh, hell yeah. Really? I I never knew about the Vanderbilt jeans. Oh, my God. Are you kidding me? They were the sexy. When you think of the late 70s, early 80s jeans with like that sexy silhouette, they were were the original skinny jeans. Really? Those were Vanderbilts. Yes. They were like the I'm up your pussy, I am in your ass (laughs) jeans. They hugged your taint in a way that was – Talk about child child molestation. Those (laughs) jeans raped you. They had you in a bowling ball grip. They were like this. Like they – you could lose your virginity with those jeans. They were – I remember my brother, so he was eight years older. And so, you know, I'm eight. His friends are all 16 and these girls wore these Vanderbilt jeans and their asses just looked like two just muffins. Just really? these round, I never delicious them. muffins. No, wait, what, um, the, I'm totally non sequitur. Because you're from Florida where everyone's in flip-flops and shorts. I no guess. one wore jeans in Florida. Yeah, no one did wear it. We didn't wear jeans. Which, uh, someone wear, wears jeans like, what's wrong with you, you communist? I mean... You know, so funny is I don't, I don't remember jeans being cool until high school. I was like... That's the first time I like bought jeans. Like they were acid washed and I was like, oh, people are buying jeans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but we wait, were all about jeans. Who does jeans. your road booking? Do you just do it? Me. You are looking at my manager and my agent and my- That's the only part of this business where I'm like, oh, you cannot operate without that. Like that's- Okay. So now do you see where I'm like, why the fuck can't I- I don't know. I don't what know. What clubs do you work? Like what, uh... are, your, what are your like- What are your like- like if you said to me like I go oh, I work funny bones and improvs, but like um so okay the improv just called me to headline in Vegas but that's because they had a fallout yeah I can't do it it would be this week I couldn't do it I'm booked but it's like I I'm not a regular there but they call me to headline for like emergencies which drives me crazy but I'm just at like the B rooms I'm not at the A rooms like what's a like you still doing last uh, unlimited I mean. Mm, I try not to. No, yeah. but if I'm in San Francisco, maybe I will. But I try not to. Yeah. But like, like I said, Ann Arbor Comedy Showcase, which is a great club. You know, Stanford's like the B room. You got to get to know Steve Hofstadter. Oh, He's Jesus. got comedy on in Lexington. Uh, comedy Cabaret, I think it's called. Okay, yeah. He's I've heard got of it. he's yeah. got one in. Uh, he's got a bunch of clubs. 
but I don't but, say. Do they, I don't, but do they pay? Do you see what I'm saying? Like I don't know. Like, like I'm also look, also I'm trying to get out of clubs. So just to be fair, like, I am trying mean? to get out because I now focus on women's events. So now I okay. focus on like like I was in Amarillo and they had like a girls' night out, feminist like women's events, moms and blah blah blah. So wait, and I go there. And I've been there pregnant, so I go and perform, and it's like all chicks, and I'm like, placentas are crazy, you know, and I just do women's type stuff, which pays better, and it's a corporate, and it's more money than I would make at a week at a club. That's, so, yeah, the, so the, I am trying to get out of clubs because it's too long to be away from my kids. Uh, here's the other thing, is uh, there's a comedy group that I, I only know because I've been like following them like week after them or week before them somewhere. It's called Pump and Dump. Have you heard of them? Yes, I know so, her. So the Pump and Dump ladies. Shayna. I don't know. I don't know. I met her in them. London. I reached, doing... I reached out to both of them. Yeah. Because I was. They're selling out everywhere. Yeah. But that is a branded event. That is right. like. That is like. Hey moms, tonight's yeah. your night. Come in. We're right. gonna drink wine, and we're gonna talk about our kids. Right. But if you're if you're doing that already, the I mean. But it's not consistent. You know, it's not like I have them lined up like you would comedy clubs. Like when I was on the road doing 30 weeks a year, which yeah. I've done before, obviously pre-kids. Yeah. Um, you know, I I lined those up. I lined up those comedy clubs. Yeah. Or I or they were like military tours or like, they were, yeah, like, you know. But one-nighters are really. Much better. Like you get, you do you, what do you do your podcast through, Libsyn? Uh, yeah. You can find out where your numbers are big. Yeah, and, so, and for some reason it's Texas. Uh, Texas. Texas. <laughs> it's yeah. The, one, odd that the one place that sued Corolla was Texas. That's true. Yeah. Canada. Yeah. Do you have big numbers in Canada? I think so. Yeah. Decent. My numbers are huge in Canada. Yeah. New England is big for me. Really. And military areas where I'm like, these Guamese are not listening to my podcast. It must be military listening. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's so far. Kandahar loves my podcast. <laughs> Oh, maybe it's, it's a, a yeah, maybe there's a military some, base. There's a base there. Twenty seven yeah. people in Candlehead. <laughs> yeah, it's like, cool. I, I how think you can... I don't know. It, it, I I don't know. I, like I said, if I had all the answers, I probably would have just be super famous these days. But I do believe that things are changing, and I feel like I see the horizon. Yeah, and I feel like I feel like I feel like honestly. The I, the way to approach comedy these days is put content on the internet, let yeah. people find it, and then go to see your live shows. Yeah, that's the way. It's like that's the way I feel like you put out the podcast. People hear the podcast, they see you live. You yeah. do people's podcasts, they see the live, you do vlog, see the vlog. Like I, no one really comes up to me as like I love you on Travel Channel. I mean it happens. Yeah, but like not very seldomly people are like they'll be like I would you you want can you take me on a trip? You know, and you're like oh yeah 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 like and they're. Uh, they're like I never knew you did stand up that doesn't happen as much as like, right. like someone coming up and surprising me like my, my thing of girls like is when a, a mom comes up and they're like she, her husband's like she's a huge fan of your podcast I'm like wait why what? like how yeah. like shut the fuck up yeah. it's like oh I vacuum and listen to it or I do chores or I, I right. fucking run the kids around I always have a plan in the background like that blows me away um, yeah well like I said this game show that I just did I've never been on the other side of the camera. I've written on game shows, really? but now I'm I'm doing it, and we'll see. I don't know if that will. What's it going to air on? Do you know? Game Show Network. That's great. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's June. I think it's airing first week of June. Yeah, that's fucking. I'm awesome. super excited. Yeah, we did 40 episodes. That's like a year. 
that's a lot. That's a lot. And look, I don't know. I still think the, I still think for me and you, the traditional format will always, will always be able to do pilots for people because we can, we can be in front of the camera. Yeah. You know, like, but I just say, I just say, write your one, speak out your one page, write your one page, yeah. write your fucking, because you, you're already doing that. Like, you realize how inspirational it is that you create, you did your own hour special. Yeah. That's like, I'm telling you this, I'm telling you this, all this stuff. And I can tell you already, we thought about it and I could not do it. Like we thought, we talked about it and I couldn't do it. I genuinely could not do it. Really? I could, I Which was is so like, strange to me because you do everything else. But I couldn't, I couldn't, <coughs> I couldn't afford it at the time. Yeah. And I still probably can afford it to just put the money out, be out of pocket that money. Oh my God. And it's then, so scary. And then, uh, yeah. And, and then. Let me tell you, my life when my <coughs> newborn was born, eight months. I could have done it pregnant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What the fuck? And I and I peed the entire time. I have to mention that because I I actually have told people that on other podcasts. Yeah, I fucking pissed myself the entire time. Whatever, I don't care. I'm open about it. I don't care. It's the truth. What do you mean it's, you pissed yourself? That's what I mean. On stage? Yeah. You were just peeing in your pants on stage the whole time. Are you shitting me? No. Uh, well, you definitely <laughs> just sold your fucking special to me because I'm dying to watch you pee in your pants. Shut up. Yeah, I mean, I didn't time. So I was there early in the morning, and you know, you want to stay hydrated. I'm pregnant. And so I got, I got, I got, you know, caught up in everything, and we're hanging the lights, and they need me for this, and I'm, I'm the final say on everything. So I just didn't plan. I didn't plan out my, my toilet schedule. And then I'm on stage, and I'm like, fuck, I've been, when you have to, when you're pregnant, to pee all the time anyway. Yeah. Every 20 minutes. I had to pee when I was pregnant, both pregnancies. I just always, and I didn't plan it out. And so I get on stage and I hit the stage and I'm like, oh, I forgot to piss. Shut up. And I'm already pretty physical. And then I wasn't like super physical, but I, I you know, the entire time. But you're wearing black. I am. So you can't see it. <laughs> Drenched. Can you see it? Can you see it? No. Oh. I was sweating though, which sucked. Because oh. the hot lights, you know, you're just sweating. Yeah, you can I see the sweat, sweat but I whatever. Sweat. No, we, we get over it. Yeah. Well, I'm a chick, so it's a little bit different than get over it with your hairy nipples on camera. That's great for you. Yeah. But I'm a chick, so I was like, oh, and I'm a Soviet, and I'm a Jew. And the minute I get on the lights, like all my Judaism comes out, like just <laughs> like immediately just drenched in sweat and piss. Just immediately. That's what you should have called it. Sweat and piss. Sweat and piss. <laughs> And placenta. Sweat, piss, and Kira. Fucking everywhere. Just placenta. And I was having Braxton Hicks. So I was having. Was Braxton Hicks? Is that contractions? The fake ones? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I'm having contractions like on stage. Company. It does. It really. I love the word Braxton. I like Tony Braxton, everything Braxton. But I was like having contractions and. Um, just there was a baby in the front row. Who the fuck brings a baby to a one hour special? But I shot it on Mother's Day. So people thought it'd be like a great Mother's Day event. Are you doing a show this Mother's Day? Uh, yeah. Are you really where? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I know it's booked. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know your stuff? I never know where I am. People are like, where are you? I don't fucking know. Uh, I'm doing a show. Where am I Mother's Day? I am. Uh, well, I'm doing Corolla's podcast during the day. Oh, you know what? I'm actually, how funny, back at the coach house where I shot my special a year prior. Really? Yeah. 
for a Mother's Day show. Actually, it's the seventh, the Saturday, and Mother's Day is the eighth. Is that the sixth, seventh, eighth? I'm off. I'm off yeah. Mother's Day. I'm here for the first Mother's Day in fucking eleven years. Hello, dude. That's good. I'm Speaking out. of mothers, my mom's not talking to me. Why? She hasn't talked to me since five days after my second child was born. Why? I don't know. It's... Have you ever talked to Christina Pajinski? I love Christina. Yeah, you know we've her? chatted. Yeah. She, oh, yeah. She's got she. Her mom and her had the same shit go down. Leanne's mom and her had the same shit go down. When Leanne had babies? Yeah. No. When Leanne met me, her mom stopped speaking to her. But like, well, that's an obvious. I mean, yes. But like, uh, <laughs> but like I'm kidding. I'm joking. <laughs> But yes, I can see that. The uh, but, no, but uh, the uh, it's it was my fault, by the way. It was totally my fault because I said I said to her mom, "You have." An I'm accent. sure you showed her your cock the first day. <laughs> I didn't. Even, I never met her. She called on the phone one time, and I answered, and it was a really southern accent. I said hello, or maybe that's not. Maybe maybe Leanne put me on the phone with her. Or I I was on the phone with her. I did not know who it was. I heard the accent. She said, "Is Leanne there?" I said, "Who's this?" She goes, "It's her mama. Who's this?" I said, "Oh my God, this is Bert." She said, well, hello, Bert. I said, I didn't expect for you to have a Southern accent because her mom was a model who like traveled the world. Yeah. And I said, I assumed you'd have like a, now what I would say a Gloria Vanderbilt, like a, like I didn't kind of like an elite, like upper West side, Anglo-Saxon accent. And she got insulted and she got on the phone with Leanne. She's like, I want you to break up with that boy. (gasps) And Leanne's like, mom, I'm already pregnant. And she's like, no, she's like, nope. And fucking. They have never spoke. What? They've, they've spoken a couple times. Uh, she showed. You mean she's a, not part of your kids' lives? Never met her. They met her once. Fuck yeah. the stubbornness of people. Yeah, they met her one time. She. We went. We go see her mom and her father, like her Land's maternal grandparents. And one time, she just walked in the house. She's like, "Well, how y'all doing? This is I'm Mima or whatever she said. I'm Grammy or." And, but she doesn't like call or nope, doesn't visit. Spoken to her and Georgia was like, Shit. Georgia, they were younger and Georgia was just like looking at her like, who is this fucking lady? And Ida was looking at her like, and we went to lunch with her and she was, she said to me at the end, she goes, uh, and I'm pretty no nonsense with that. And I, I think I had a few margaritas at lunch Yeah, and she was like, well, Bert, it was good seeing you again. And I said, again, I said, I've never met you before. <gasps> and she went, well, I, let's not make it that long. And I said. I can't believe that I'll see you ever again. And she's like, excuse me? And I said, I said, it's been, you know, at the time, probably seven years. And I just met you today. I can't imagine that I'll see you again. And she was like, like taken back. And I was like, no, fuck you. You don't get the opportunity to be a tad bit offended by what I say when you just have decided not to be in my children's life. Like just decided that you don't care about them. Then I don't care about you. That's how I feel right now, which really sucks, how and old, it's heartbreaking. How old, how old your old, your youngest? Eight months. Eight months, and you haven't talked to your mom? Well, there are a few texts back and forth, because we have like a couple paperwork things that sometimes she has to like text me about, but it's very... She's never asked once how my baby is. She doesn't ask how my five-year-old Why? is. Why? Um, so my mom had a hard time... When I had my first kid with me being a mom. What? She just had a hard time. Like it, it, it somehow took power away from her, which I don't know how, but it was like, she's not the matriarch anymore. And she criticized everything, everything really? that I did and uh, told me I was a bad mom. And I was going to send my kid to therapy and um, just 
criticize everything. I'll give you an example. Um, I actually said this on uh, like last year on Fitzsimmons podcast. I hope you don't mind, but this is a good example. When my kid was two and a half, my older son was two and a half. She came over. Now look, two year olds and three year olds are fucking cocksuckers. They're dicks, right? They'll just come into a room and just kick something over because they feel like it. But look, that's what they do. We know that. He did that in our in our office area, which is connected to the kitchen. And I was cooking, and I was like, "Don't touch that, please, sweetheart. Don't don't touch that. Don't touch that." And I kept saying it over and over again. He took his arm, and he just like knocked everything off of the office desk. Just decided to. Yeah. My mom grabbed him and spanked him. <laughs> now I was hit as a kid so a I. lot. I wasn't a lot, but I was at. I was a lot. Yeah. I was hit once so hard. I remember looking up at her as she's hitting me and I was like, this bitch wants to kill me. Yeah. This bitch wants to end me. I remember thinking that at like eight or nine, like she wants to end me Yeah. because I wouldn't practice the piano. Holy so shit. I, uh, I turn off the sink. I wiped my hands with a paper towel. I went and I got her luggage and I helped her pack and I drove her to the Burbank airport. And you're like, that's it. And I said, as we're driving, I said, you know what? We can try again next time. We can try, you know, you want to come back and visit next month? We'll try again. But you don't do that. That's my child. Yeah. Well, he is not listening to you. He's two and a half. He's doing whatever he wants. He takes control of the whole house. First of all, that's not true. He doesn't. Yeah. Okay? Because I do have really strict boundaries. Thanks to you, by the way. Yeah. Thanks to you. I am like an alcoholic who doesn't drink, but I have that fucking trigger finger. Thanks to my mom, I do want to like, oh, I fucking, oh, like Rich Scheidner and I talked about this. He was beaten really badly as well. And he's like, I have it in me. Like, I feel like it's going to come out at any minute and I have to suppress it. Like an alcoholic every day has to go to a meeting and talk about like, I'm a hundred days hit free or whatever. You know, like I want a coin to be like, I haven't hit my kid. And, And we don't, we don't hit our kid. Trust me, we want to. We don't hit the girls, although uh, although uh, my dad hit Isla one time. Oh shit! But apparently it was. Uh, I mean, it was he. I, I I don't. I can't remember it really because I've t- I've turned it into a tad bit of a bit. So like in a yeah. whatever, it's all clouded by however I say it on stage. I've only said it a couple times, but my dad hit Isla, and she was fucking blown away. And then Leanne spanked Isla one time. She's right outside, so I can't really talk about it. Yeah. Like, because I yeah. was actually like a fucking lunatic. And so I kind of was like, yeah. I got really, I got defensive. I like, her. I go, wait, we don't hit. She was like, yeah. she needed to be spanked. And I was like, but wait, we, I thought we, but we don't hit the look on my kid's face when my mom hit him. Yeah. So I felt like I was looking at myself. Really? as a child and he looked at me like help me which was the look I would give to my dad as he was watching I would see him watching like from the door be cracked open and I would see him and I would look at him like fucking do something and I felt like I was like fuck this this is not no you know and so that's I'm his mom that's my job is to protect him and I didn't protect him in that minute now look He's not going to remember that for the rest. It's not, it's a blip in his life. But yeah. for me, it's like such scar tissue that I was like, no, my job is to protect him from this bullshit. Yeah. And 
things like that just kept happening. And I know that I also have this weird relationship that I love my parents so much. So it's hard for me to be angry at them. So it's like hard for me to be like, fuck you. I can't. Yeah. Because I do have this deep love for them, whether it it was just the way I was raised. I was raised to respect your parents. I was raised and I'd appreciate everything they did for me because they did do a lot. But there's some stuff. And when I saw that look on my kid's face when he was like horrified, I was like, oh, my God. I'm here. Don't worry. Like you're safe. Yeah. Even though it was just one time, I was just like, shit. And there's, and the, I mean, the initial question I would have is like, is there any middle ground between, between driving your mother to the airport and letting her hit your kid? Is there anywhere to go? Like, like let her hit my kid on the way to the airport. No, no, no. I mean, like, <laughs> I mean, like, was there anything shy of taking her to the airport that you could have done that day? No, no. It was that was that was like get in the car we're going you're done you've crossed a a, a boundary did, because where, it wasn't did like she, did she like how did she hit him did she slap? she took her hand and just like walloped him yeah and I know that you know her other criticisms of me anyway so the reason she's not talking to me after the birth of my second kid was because the criticism started immediately. You're not going to be able to breastfeed. I had trouble breastfeeding the first one. So right yeah. away, the second one, I go, Mom, please, please just don't criticize the breastfeeding, okay? Because it's so hard. First of all, this right one I had surgery on, nothing comes, like powder what comes you out. surgery on? I had a weird surgery that they fucked it up. I went to UCLA. It was so, whatever was in me was not cancerous, but it was so off the charts wacko that they put me in a book. My right, it's not really the tit, it's like the side, is in a UCLA medical book that students study to be like, look at this freaky thing. Really? They don't even know what it is. They might have a name for it now because this was like 98. So whatever they did, they cut and I produced nothing out of this breast. So both kids, I had to just knock it out one titty, just one. So I really had a hard time. Yeah. I did it for as long as I could, but... um she immediately criticized, like, you're not going to be able to do it. You're not going to be able to do it. You're not going to be able to do it. Just kept saying it over and over and over. So there came a point where I was sitting in my room pumping. You know, the, you, I'm sure your, your yeah. wife pumped. She never pumped. She never had a pump? I don't, I, I almost. Leanne! <laughs> Let's check in Come right in now. for a second. I don't think she ever pumped. I don't think she ever. How is that even possible? I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. By the way. This is a horrible idea for me to bring Leanne in because I was a very, I was, and I realize this now, I'm going through issues with this. I'm talking about it in therapy, but I was a very non-existent father. Like I was on the road. I was in my own head. I was worried about my career. I was worried about, oh, we got it in the sling. Hi. This is Isla. Hi, Isla. We were talking about the time Papa spanked you. Do you remember that? Good. Oh, that's good. She was tiny. That's good. Um, Leanne, did you ever pump? Your breasts? When you were breastfeeding? Oh, uh, not much. Why? Here, just never, sit, sit down for two it seconds. It just never happened? It just never... You didn't... Not you, Isla. Can we find out... Can we find out uh, what happened with the arm? Like how she broke it? Because I don't know the story. <laughs> By the way, she just looks exactly like you. Yeah. Exactly. She's, <laughs> she's mine. And then Georgia looks sure. like you. It's like ridiculous. It's, oh my gosh. Yeah. So what happened? 
I was jumping on a trampoline. Ah, trampoline. And I was sitting down and Georgia jumped on my arm. Did you land on it? Georgia landed on it. Georgia landed on it. Yeah. Let me, let me preface this. this. This story should start off with, we don't drink milk. And I was jumping on our trampoline. Wait, why don't we don't drink milk? Is this big, a lactose intolerance? Family, but uh, I believe that's why my daughters have both broken their arms. We eat cheese oh and God, yogurt, and we it. take a calcium vitamin supplement daily. No one Twice is. Daily. I like how Mama Bear got very defensive. Like we, they take oh. care of their bones. Uh, we don't drink milk either. Well, we we sometimes do goat milk. We do coconut. Yeah, yeah. No. Because it was more trouble to me to pump than to just breastfeed. Okay, but what I was the story I was telling him was um, I only had one that worked. And so I was, I had to pump all the time, 24 seven around the clock, Forget no it. sleep no. with a newborn and a, and a four year old. Forget it. It was bananas. That's awful. And so the reason we got into the story is because my mom's not talking to me. Oh, welcome to the club. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think it's because when I became a parent five years ago, it messed her up. Like I'm in charge. How interesting. Do you yeah. have any problems before that? Yes, but this is so specific. This is so like I can pinpoint when it happened. Uh-huh. And it was like I had a baby. No, it was when I was pregnant. Yes. So she stopped talking to me while I was pregnant with my first. Yeah, it was that was so yeah. specific that I, you know, we've had problems, of course. Totally. But this was like, you, you know, you're turning into a mom and that means where does that leave me? I'm not in charge anymore. I don't know. I maybe I could be very wrong, but I think that's what it is. Because then it happened again with number two. Oh, so you got back together, like you were right. communicating after right. number one, and then number two, and then she's gone. Yeah, she had eight months. The baby's eight months, and the mom's still gone. Yeah, when did hasn't your, checked on her. How is she? How's she doing? When did she check out the second time? Five days after she was born. Wow. I went and took her, my baby to her first pediatric appointment. Mm-hmm. And while I was out, she packed her bags, went to the airport and didn't tell me she was leaving. Just took off. She doesn't live here? San Francisco. That's where I grew up. Interesting. Yeah. But it really, it's really killing me because I'm not used to that. That's not a You're phenomenon abandoned. to that. She's abandoned you. Right. Yeah. Right. It's a tough hang. Uh, my, yeah. my mom did that when I was 13 and again when I was 23 and then when I was 33 when I was pregnant with the first one. So by the time oh, I was 33, I was like, oh, okay, bye. Because you're not doing this to my kid. Mm. Because she had done it to me at 13. Okay. And like odd 10-year cycle. Not sure if that's coincidental or not. Right, right, right. Interesting. But it definitely happened like at major turning points in my life like you're talking about uh-huh. when you become a parent. <laughs> Bless you. She just sneezed in his face. Sneaking around the back. (laughs) (laughs) I wonder why your mom left. Germ warfare. Germ warfare. Nice. I said your mom left when we were dating, but your mom left when when you were pregnant with Georgia? Uh, Remember, I... You know, I can't believe you don't remember this. Um, We... Were got pregnant and then got engaged, right? Because that's the order you usually do that, right? <laughs> so um, my mom had this illusion that, that she was going to come visit me in California and meet and fall in love with John Voight. Oh, my God. 
That started in May. Now, I got <laughs> pregnant in specific. September. Okay. Right. Very specific. She had a friend who was dating someone who was friends with John Voight. Mm-hmm. This is all hearsay. This is what she's told me. So I don't know if that's actually true, but that's what she told me. So her friend ke- said that she said her friend was trying to set her up with John Voight. So she was supposed to come visit me from May, and she kept pushing it because John wasn't here. So she's not going to come all the way from Florida if she doesn't have the opportunity also to see John Voight. John Voight. You know, just John Voight. You know, you know as you do. Whatever. As you do. So she kept pushing it and pushing it and pushing it. And then there was a party. Another friend of hers had a daughter who was dating, what's the guy's? Seth McFarlane. Seth McFarlane. At the time was dating Seth McFarlane. I don't even know the girl's name. Didn't know her. She was my age. My mom was friends with her mom. So my mom was like... I can help Bert's career so much if Good. if yeah. if you will just go to this birthday party that Seth MacFarlane is throwing for my friend's daughter. Well, my grandmother had a heart attack, and I'm really close to my grandmother, so I bailed on the party and went home, called my mom and said, we can't go to this party. My grandmother's had a heart attack. I'm going home to take care of her. I lived with my grandmother for a period of time when I was a child, so I'm yeah, really close. because your mom left. Yeah, so I lived with my dad's mom and my dad. Delta? So I, th- I made that choice. I chose to go home and see about my grandmother instead of going to this life-changing, career-altering birthday party. That's when she stopped talking to me. Oh. She just stopped returning my phone calls. Well, how crazy is this? My mom's calling. And then... Did you hear that phone, Anna? And then I, we found out we were pregnant. And then we were going to get married. And I kept calling her and saying, you need to call me back. I have something really important to tell you. Please call me back. I understand that you're angry at me about this party. But I need to tell you something. She never called. So we got to the point where we like had to mail our wedding invitations. And I had not talked to her. She lived in Florida. So I sent her an email saying, I've tried so much to call you. You're not calling me back. I have some really important things to tell you. Here they are. I'm pregnant. And I'm getting married. What? And she sent me this email back that was. Um, she sent this email back that was nuts. That was like Looney Tune. And now I had been telling Bert how she is my whole life that she's like all of a sudden, oh, you don't do what I want. You're dead to me. Dead. I don't want to know you. I don't know who you are. I don't understand that as a parent. You could never. Don't do you? Like that blows my mind. It does. But at the same time, as I've gotten older, as I've spent a lot of time in therapy, because as you can imagine, having this mom since like about three or four years old, it's very damaging, you know, to have somebody leave and then come back and then leave and come and leave for like two years, three years. It's not, we don't talk for a week or a month. It's years. Um, And to have those words said to you, you know. I, I don't want to know you. I don't want to know your kids. You're dead to me. Don't call my house. Don't call my parents' house. It's really hard. So I spent a long time in therapy, and I kind of sussed out from her history that she um, is mentally ill. Like, there was a break that happened for her from trauma when she was a child. Uh-huh. And that caused a borderline personality disorder. Uh-huh. You know, she, like... She she she's done. I'm not gonna go any really deep, but a lot of stuff where you would go, yeah, that's yeah, that's like not normal, right? So once this break happened after this email, like I printed the email out and gave it to Bert, and Bert was like, "Holy cow!" Bert's sister uh-huh. was there, gave it to her. She started crying. Oh my gosh! I can't believe 
anybody would say that to their child. Yeah, yeah. And then I never heard from her again, and, but I'm still in touch with her mom, who's still living. So we went we, to we, see we her mom. Uh, well, you're you're sorry, preempting sorry, what I'm telling. Sorry, sorry. So we went to see my my grandmother, her mom, yeah. and Georgia was probably six, and Isla was four. Had not seen or heard from my mom at all. And I'm at my grandmother's house. We were at my grandmother's house, and my mom walks in the door. Hey, is your nanny? Nanny. <laughs> and I was like, what? What? And we, yeah. you know, I didn't know. I didn't want them to feel the crazy. Yeah. So I just kind of went along with sure. the day. Yeah. And then uh, we went to lunch. She was like, I'm going to come visit you as if nothing had ever happened. As if I hadn't had two kids and gotten married yeah. without her involvement at all. It was really bizarre. Someone someone, please make a shirt of John Voigt and then say, it's your nanny. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, the next year, oh, I, boy. Uh, uh, she got I, we got a crazy letter from her that I didn't even open. I just I hadn't heard from her since that lunch. And then I felt so betrayed by my grandmother. I felt like tricked because oh, she knew. Right, right. And so I didn't go see my grandmother the next year. I was very hurt. So after the time passed where we go back east and I didn't see my grandmother, we got this letter in the mail. I could tell by her handwriting she had misspelled my name. And I could read her. It was like, this is my mom's handwriting. Bert, will you read this letter? Because I don't want to know what's in it. I know it's going to be nasty. So he came in the backyard and read the letter and came back in and said, that woman's crazy, and she is not in our life at all. Wow! But I have that's to, hard. That's so it's hard really, to really do. Hard. Yeah, my my mom wrote me an email. Um, like I said, we've kind of a little bit sort of communicated, but not seen each other, and she hasn't asked about the kids. But she wrote me an email saying how disappointed I was that um, how disappointed she was in me because the due date for my second was July 30th. Mm-hmm. And my mom, a few days before the 30th, whatever, 27th or something, she's like, okay, I'm coming to San Francisco, uh, to Los Angeles tomorrow, pick me up. And I was like, no, 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 no. I don't want anyone here when I'm going through labor. Right. I don't want anyone here staring at me. My first kid was 10 days late. Right. What are you going to sit around my house and be like, and I know my mom, come on, let's go. Let's right, have right. this baby. You uh. know, I don't want that. I'm a very crunchy granola person. I want to just to labor by myself. Uh-huh. And then did you, do, did you give birth in your house? No, okay, but I okay. wanted to do whatever I could, the most I could in my house. So she emails me and she goes, I cannot tell you how disappointed I am that uh, you you didn't oh no no this is what she did she goes I changed my whole schedule for this baby mm-hmm. and I go but you don't know when babies are going to arrive they just kind of arrive and mm-hmm. I told you I'll call you the morning of mm-hmm. whenever it happens whatever get on a plane there's a plane every hour from yes. San Francisco super easy it's super easy and so I called her that morning I was like okay mom babies my water broke get on a plane which she did it worked out fine but then she's like you, I, I rearrange everything I go, well, then that's on you. Right. Don't rearrange your life. She could have come two weeks early, two weeks late. You don't right. know. You disappoint me so much. Because of what? I don't understand. Yes. <laughs> it's like- yes. Was it, just, was, it, was, it just, was it just you and your brother? Yes. Which when people ask her, it really bugs me. They're like, oh, they meet me and they go, oh, this is your daughter. Do you have any other kids? And my mom goes, no. She doesn't talk to your brother either? He's dead. Oh, okay. 
So it's like... I wish you had been here the whole beginning of the podcast. Yeah, which is like... We might have avoided my entire (laughs) preachy, this is where the entertainment business is moving. By the way, your kids have a festival or a festivus or a thing or... At three o'clock. Okay. Well, we have to go. Um, We we do have to go, but hold on, but hold on one second. Do you have closure with this, Leanne? I need therapy is what I think I'm getting from both of you. I probably should go to a therapist too. Well, the therapist has helped me immensely, but I have to say, I have another friend. She uh, does her. no, not that friend. Another friend that's a parent at school who is I know currently... Her. You know her too. I'm sure you do. <laughs> Everybody knows her, if you know what I mean. No. Um, she's going through similar mommy issues right now. And as long and as much as I've been in therapy, her mommy issues are bringing up mine, which I thought were cool. And then I go to therapy last week and I cried for an hour about my mom. You know, because at the end of the day, she's the only one you have. Yeah. She's it. So the, my, this sounds really daunting, and I don't mean it to sound daunting, but I feel like forever I will always have pain with where she's concerned. Yeah. And deep, deep sadness. Yeah. Because this is something for me that I cannot fix. Right. I, I cannot. I take responsibility for my actions. With that stupid party, I called her and said, I... I under she said the same thing your mom said I pulled these strings right I made special phone calls I blah 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 and I'm like my grandmother had a fucking heart attack yeah and she practically raised me and I'm supposed to just say no I have to go to a party a party it's ridiculous I'm sorry that yeah. doesn't add up to me right. so at the end of the day I feel good about my actions and my choices and they make me very sad. And that is what you can own. That's all you can do. That's all you that's, can do. That's what I just keep remembering. That's all you can do. You can, all you can only do. There's a saying in Russian, translated doesn't make as much sense, but you can't jump high. So, and I'm, that was cool. <laughs> <laughs> so like you can't jump higher than your head. Right. You just can't. Your head's always going to be above you. I'm I'm probably That's butchering true. the Russian saying, but um you know, you just can't. You can only jump as high as you can jump and it's right. never going to be higher than your head. So then after that point, how do you manage? You know, that's what yeah. I came to when in my 20s, the second time she dumped me like that. I was like, I have to figure out how to manage the rest of my life, mm-hmm. um, feeling responsible, mm-hmm. feeling like even logically I know I'm not responsible. I still feel responsible. I feel responsible for my childhood, and I was a child. Right. You know, there's, right. there's no way I was responsible for anything. But there's just such a connection between any mother and daughter mm-hmm. and mother and child mm-hmm. that you just have to be willing to embrace that kind of deep, deep, sadness yeah and make it part of your life and and that's the only way it can be healthy i think and how much are you going to charge me for this <laughs> can i tell you i so badly just wish you guys would do a podcast called mommies on mommies and you just <laughs> talk about it naked obviously if if t- christine and push didn't call everyone mommies which i don't even like oh because it's your mom's house yeah your mom's house but uh but like but push has got is- has issues i don't know I'm sure I remember she her. Talks about I, it. She talked to me. We did a, a pilot together, and uh, it was just she and I were the two hosts. Yeah. And um, during you know camera setups and stuff like that, you chat, and I was like blown away by her stories. She, um, her mother and my mother 
are twins. <laughs> I swear to God. My yeah. mother's just not Hungarian. Right, right, That's right. That's how we bonded. When we first met, they, Bert and Tom were doing stand-up together, and we were with them. And we sat at the pool at the hotel, and we're like, oh, my God, what? What? Like, yeah. some of the bizarre stories Bush right. will tell. I had the same almost verbatim So imagine insanity. her Ukrainian ties up with my Soviet, right. and we have the same right, that right. crazy immigrant right. stories. Yes, That I were bet. like, they made you drink what at seven? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like fucking full on. Oh, sorry. Uh, oh, she's heard everything. Okay. You know, like they, they, my parents made me get drunk. You know, they were like, you're not going to be an embarrassment to this family. Oh my God. <laughs> like they made me drink. <laughs> so now you do that to yours. When you're I know, right? But, and it's so funny that I don't drink at all. Zero. Right. Because it's like you go the opposite way, which I think our kids are blessed that we had craziness. Yes. So we're like, yeah. Okay, I don't want you to have craziness. Let's yes. just hug it out and everyone chill. Like I got a little stressed out yesterday with my kid and I apologized to him. I go, I am so sorry that I got stressed out with you. Sometimes that happens and I, I want you to know I'm aware of it and I love you and I hugged him and I go, I'm so crazy about you that I don't ever want that to be something that you have to worry about. Aww. And he was like, it's cool. And he fist bumped me. <laughs> Leanne would just take herself into the bathroom and destroy a toilet and lock the door and then come out and be like, mommy's okay. Mommy just needed to break shit. Well, that was so But I just ago, feel like that's... By the way, guess what child that was, Isla? That's how her arm was broken. Nope, that was you, kid. That was you. That was my doppelganger. Stubborn versus stubborn. Ah, uh, right right. yeah. Yeah. It's, it's true, though. You, you kind of go... Um, and for me, I know it made me super aware of very subtle nuances in people's behavior because my mother would shift so much. Mm. She was like a shapeshifter. Yeah. So I pick up on people's shifts in behavior very quickly. That, what? By the, way, by the way, no, no, you're 100% accurate. However, it's not done like this. No, it's it's done like this. It's done like this. <laughs> And it's like, you literally go, Leanne, stop. And she's like, what? And you're like, you're looking at this person like they're taking a dump in front of you. She's like, am I really? Like, she, but Leanne will literally. I can't control my face. I can't control my face either. I, I do these crazy grimaces oh, yeah. that I realize like, oh, I need to just chill out with yeah. my face. Because I'll see something at the grocery store and I'll be like, what? Like I yeah. just show it immediately. I'm like, what did you just do? Like Sebastian Maniscalco's bit of like, aren't you embarrassed? <laughs> Where I just like make this face and I'm just like, I can't believe you're doing this right now. Yeah. You know, I saw a woman, um, okay, the kid's out. I saw a woman put a potato, I'm not kidding you, in her crotch. What? And then take it out. And put it back. What? Yes. Where do you shop? Because I'm not Kelsons. Shopping. Here? <laughs> yes. No. The one across the street. From- no. no. This was the one on Van Nuys. Okay. This was the one- you're, I, you're safe. Never going you're there. safe. You're safe. No syphilis in your Whew. mashed potatoes for By you. By the way, I'm not that this is a total non sequitur. Today, Georgia hit the ball. This is what it, the way people already assume I am. And I walked over to the dugout and I go, baby, you crush that ball. And the parents thought I walked over to the dugout and go, Georgia, you fucked that ball. And they were talking about it. <laughs> what? There was. I did see a butterfly when I so walked in cool. here earlier. And it was like not afraid to be all up in your business. It was like this. Planted, like, what's the thing you planted? Milkweed. 
We planted oh, milkweed. Right. You know, it's the only plant that's, that the, they'll lay their yes, eggs on. Yes, my kid is doing a butterfly thing at school. Yeah, of course. Go. Yellow. <laughs> oh, my God. So sweet. Okay, I, I'm not taking up any more family time. This no, is this, too adorable. This, by the way, this uh, I, we got to do a podcast in here where uh, where – you, the two of you, and Christina Pajinski can we just do it? Sit and yeah, talk about talk about being it. a mom and what it's like because now Push is going through it. Yeah. Leanne's like the old, old, old cow hand with leathery skin and <laughs> just old stories. <laughs> By the yeah, way, I, I'm, I, a little I, I'm blown away that you say you're breastfeeding. You're not breastfeeding right now. No, I'm so, done. Because I literally was like, as you were leaning forward earlier, I was oh, like, I'm she sorry. is definitely breastfeeding. No, I'm no, sorry. don't apologize. No, Le- but, but Leanne's like that. Leanne's breasts have gotten massive, and I l- I love them. But like, it was not <laughs> the girl I met. But it's, it's post-built. but they stayed massive. They they stayed a- bigger. Yeah, that's nice not, to hear. I wouldn't say massive. I was like a full D. And now I'm a full C, whereas before I was a B. But I'm also oh, a little heavier. That's, ni- that's nice. You know, no, I, not, I, as, not as heavy as Priscilla, though. <laughs> no, not as heavy as Priscilla. But I, am I was saying having girl. her in the bed with you guys is like another person. It is. It's, it's bananas to me. I can't do it. I can't sleep with her when he's not home. So if she's in the bed when he is home, I don't even try. Usually, I'm gonna make I'm gonna make a list of things you guys should talk about. Okay, and it'll why be, don't you produce like, it? Produce I'll produce our podcast. It. I'll produce it, and I'll and I'm gonna I'm gonna we'll we'll put I'll put up three or four GoPros. I'll get Andrew to shoot to like set it up so he'll edit it so it'll be a three four camera shoot. You have one wide, and then a bunch of close ups, and it'll just be mommies on mommies on mommies. <laughs> I think you can call it mom on mom action and it wouldn't mom um, on mom action and it wouldn't uh, step on her mom on, podcast mom on mom action on, on I like Push's that podcast. yeah I like that mom on mom action uh, alright let's do it I'm all for it I'll do it what if you all called right. it milts mothers I'd like to listen to <laughs> that's the worst I just my dick just went right inside my body hey how aggressive are those new underwear how aggressive are those new underwear that I'm wearing? Oh my god! I see. I like that. When my husband wears those, Have oh, I those like specific it. ones. I don't know what. Okay, what, I'm yeah. just saying they're not the my same. My husband has had a pair that, like Bert said, presents. No, there's a pair that he wears. What are they called? Sacks? S A X. Jeez, that's those are terrible. Nice. These are like. Oh, there, there's like, yeah. They're like the it's, opposite of what Spanx do. So Maybe. Spanx push everything in. No. These push actually everything presents out. them out. Yes, it yeah. is. It is. It is Spanx for when you want a little extra. That's it's, great. Yeah, That's great. It's very like horizontal. It's presented right. like horizontal. Oh, I love that. Yeah, it's not. Uh, I think it's, it's great. A little wacky. To it's me. a little too wacky schmacky. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you wear underwear? Yeah. Oh, okay. It's in my special. She wears those comfort cotton panties that don't give you a yeast infection, <laughs> as opposed to those silk thongs you can take off with a pinky. <laughs> they disintegrate when your body heat turns up. They just panties that disintegrate. I haven't seen thongs since fucking Bush was in office. What's up? Seriously? What? All right. All right. So wait, kids. wait, real quick, real quick. Tell Leanne everything she needs to know about where to find your special. Leanne, yes. I'm what ready. are you doing May second? Not much. Good. Awesome. Look for my special. It's called You Did This to Me. It's going to be hard to miss. She's pregnant. <laughs> I'm very pregnant in it. Awesome. I shot it seven months pregnant. She peed her pants. The whole time. Did you really? Yeah. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. I did. But it's okay. It's just my life. And I'm okay with it. Yeah. You I'm know, just yeah. accepting it. Totally. Um, it's on Amazon, iTunes, Google Play, 
it's going to be on Hulu. I don't know the exact Hulu date, so I'm not really pushing Hulu yet. But um, all the places that you find streaming stuff. Fabulous. I can't wait to see it. Yay. May 2nd. May 2nd. Of course. Yeah. Yeah, I can't wait. Thanks, guys. Thank you so much. Thank you. You know I love you. You're, I you, love you know you so how much. I met Kira? No. Uh, probably 12 years ago? No, maybe. Yeah, no. Yeah. Probably 12, 12 years 12, ago. 12, 13. Good, good memory, we yeah. We both went to Laughs Unlimited in Sacramento. For New Year's. For New Year's. Uh-huh. And we worked together, and I think Kira was doing Thursday, Friday. New Year's was on Saturday. We were yeah. doing two shows Saturday, and they're like, Kira and you will co-headline. She'll go first. And in my head, I'm like, okay, you know, I'm I got a big dick. And Kira just came in and fucking lit it on fire. And I was like, first show, I was like, um, I don't know if I can follow this. Of course. And I'm being, I'm, but second show, do you remember what my uh, what my option was to follow you? New Year's baby. Diaper. <laughs> yep. He was came, the New Year's baby. Came out in a diaper. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I was like, I can't. Uh, this that first show was too tough. So uh, you did just. And what's fine. the name of your podcast? The Kira Sultanovich show. The Kira Sultanovich show. I just don't. Do you I, shoot video for it? We have, but we don't. We should do, it every we should time. do video. Every okay, time, every we're time. gonna do it every time. Every Let's time, do video. just monetize it. Monetize. It. I'm listening to everything. He's like my guru now. You know that, right? I, I have become. He pulled a out this. Bitter. This. He pulled this out, and I'm like, whatever you want to say. This is like he's he's he knows what he's doing. Yeah, he's he wants connected. everybody to think he's this like you know party animal, whatever. <laughs> but it's a lot of jello. <laughs> He's very smart, Bert. He is. He knows what's up. He's, he really is. He, he called that podcasting would be what it would be like from the first moment he saw it. Those are going to be some delicious eggs. The chickens. compliment and then a kid just stepped on it. <laughs> That's why my just podcast is about kids cock blocking our careers. You know that, right? I talk to comics who have kids. Oh, wait, you don't know that because every time I've asked you to be on, you haven't. And every time my kids need me to be a parent, I'm on the road. I know. I know. True. That's story. why I never get mad at That's him. That's what I said. It was like. But I did extra bother him for this. This is great. When do you want me to release this? Do you want me to release Whenever. it on the second? Sure. On the se- on the second? Which, yeah. Release it on the Whenever second. you do it. I release it on the second. I love you. That'll be perfect too. Because I, I want to release it the day of so they can go right to it. Beautiful. Awesome. Kira, I Thank love you. you. I love you I too. I can't wait till the day we can get our kids to play together. At least my kids can watch your kids. Can my kid go get, break his arm in your trampoline? <laughs> yes, <laughs> no, no, no. I don't want him to break it. I don't want him to break it. You but don't. He, yeah. would, he would love it. He would love just the chickens and the, the, chickens are cool, right? the structure. He would play on that structure. Yeah, all day. For sure. Yeah, All right, we'll do it. Wrong. All right, guys, reach out to Christina Pajinski. Someone make the shirt with John Voigt. I'm your ma- mammy. What is it? I'm your Nina. Oh, Nina. Hey, I'm here's, your nanny. Here's, I'm your nanny. I'm your nanny. I'm your nanny. It's, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> it's a chicken. It's a chicken. It's your nanny. It's your nanny. But reach out to Push. I want mom action. What is it? Mom action? Mom on mom, mom action? Mom on mom action. Or Milts. <laughs> Milts. Uh, go get her special. I love you guys. Uh, I am going to be at the Brea Improv, DC Improv. That's my month. And then one more maybe, but don't worry about it. Yeah, it is. Jesus. Thank God you don't edit this. Um, I will be in the DC Improv. Oh, oh, uh, calling sick to work this Thursday. Holy shit. I probably said it at the beginning. But uh, Brea Improv, DC Improv, Helium St. Louis. And then it's Georgia May's birthday. All right. I love you guys. Kira, I love you. Love you. Congratulations. Thanks. This episode was brought to you by The Machine.